And welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially Mr. Satoshi Bread Kojima, GHC champion, please. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast. I'm Luke. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Andy. Hey, I did the intro good this week. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Oh, dude, we are both going to be on fire. My name is Mr. Andy, and hello. So I said those things, but also I want to say so many words that I can't even express it right now because so many guess, words. I mean, dude, so many words I could say with my mouth. We have so much to talk about. It's unbelievable. This is like <laughs> uh, maybe the most jam-packed show we've done since Wrestle Kingdom. Um, we had a very, very meaningful show to talk about, and then we have oh God, yeah. 300 things in news, and we even got a little bonus for you guys at the end of the episode too. That's kind of not doesn't have anything to do with any of that. So. That's true. I also want to say before we start that you and I, we started this podcast in 2020 during the COVID era. This is a, a way for us to kind of keep sane and all that kind of stuff throughout all that. So we've been covering COVID era in New Japan. And tonight, last of all, the Dontaku show at the Fukuoka Dome felt like it might be like the first show where, all right, motherfuckers, New Japan is, is proper back. You know, we might not have all the the, the cheering and the Tai Chi's that uh, we want just yet, but in terms of uh, uh, you know the roster and people coming in and things happening, this felt like a big deal. It felt like we've we've covered shows that are big deals before, Mr. Andy, but this feels different on a on a different level here and uh, in a totally good way. Yes. So we uh, were. Look, there's going to be some matches that uh, I'm going to be a, l- a little down on. Oh, okay, maybe one. Okay, maybe two. But <laughs> on, on a whole, Dontaku fucking ruled, and I can't, I cannot wait to talk about it. Before we do that, though, Mr. Andy, um, I'll go best, best do my professional shit. There are ways people can contact us if they wish to do so. Uh, Neveropenpod at gmail.com for all voicey or typed emails. Oh, we can also be contacted on the Tweety. I am at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Drusiver Tweets. And collectively, we are at Never Open Pod. Also, buy our shit at our Teespring store. It is never as fuck. Go get it. But uh, in terms of what I was saying, Mr. Andy, it felt like a big deal, didn't it? Yes. I mean, we'll say that many, many times through this uh, review and this episode that, like, you know what the never open podcast opened to everyone and now the borders are starting to be too and that is just outstanding i mean luke we're going to talk about this a little bit but um ishi is going to be in um, he was just in america right yep well then he was in japan for the show like now he's going to be back in america next weekend that's yep. encouraging, you know, that various guys are doing that. I know Mr. Bread did that during the during the uh, pandemic, but not like that quickly. These guys no. are getting right off the plane and fucking wrestling. And like, that's so exciting. And, you know, obviously we're going to talk about, you know, so much news that happened. I don't even know where to start. But... All right. So I want to start with 
the news that probably doesn't impact uh, the Dontaku show that we're going to talk about because, uh, you know, I just – I made a 40th birthday party the other night and I there's a there's a tweet there by uh, by Mr. Ian. He said, uh, Kojima's just turned up on, on Noah. And straight away I said, because I've said this ages ago, as soon as we found out, like, because we, 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 we found out that uh, Noah likes old guys – and we started ragging on him for it because they put the title on Keiji Mudo and stuff. I, not joking, half joking, but kind of serious, said, uh, well, Kojima should fuck off to uh, Noah then and then finally cross the GHC title off his, off his list of accolades because if, if they can give it to, like, 59-year-old or 60-year-old Keiji Mudo, who, you know, I would say in terms of their wrestling today, I'd say Kukushima is fucking three times better than Keiji Mudo uh, today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, that's what's exciting. So I I responded to to Ian with like, uh, Kojima should challenge for the title. I'm not even joking. <laughs> and then uh, not long, a couple of hours later, Ian responds with, <laughs> Kojima just challenged for the title. <laughs> he was uh, like, there was a mystery partner for Marafuji, right? Yeah. And so he was Marafuji's mystery partner came out. Uh, wearing the the Noah shirt and everything, right? And then yep. he came out later to challenge. Pretty cool. Yeah. So that's super cool. Right. Uh, you have been he, saying that forever too, by yep. the way. So. Yeah. That. So that's been a long term fantasy dream book thing for me. Uh, he is going to be doing uh, all sorts of shows leading up to the title match, which I believe is in June. Uh, so. You know, we're not going to cover all of that stuff, but I'm, I have a feeling that you and I might try to watch the title match. Uh, win or lose, I don't mind. Uh, I'm just happy that uh, Kojima's going to have that spot and he's going to tear it down. I'm pretty sure. Is he against Go Shizaki? I believe so. Yeah, and, that match um, is just going to be know. fucking awesome. They're going to chop the shit yeah. out of each other and it's going to be incredible. I mean, and we just also, I mean, I want to hear about Mr. Brad's adventures and Noah. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. that's a whole new thing. This is going to be, I mean, he's been on fire on Twitter lately. We don't have time for a Kojima Tweet of the Week this week, though. So uh, we'll be having those, though. Uh, Kojima Noah Tweet of the Week or something like that. You know? Oh, yeah. So that's like every other piece of news, I feel like, has something to do with the wrestling Dontaku show, oh, uh, except for for maybe the Naito news. Do you want to tell us the Naito news, Mr. Andy? Is that the one you meant? No, why don't you tell us that? Because I have like three other pieces of news. All right. So uh, Naito will be out for a couple of weeks, which is not that big a deal because in a couple of weeks it'll be best of Super Juniors anyway. So it's going to be – that's probably why like uh, Jay and Ishii and some other wrestlers are going flying back to America because they don't need them in Japan for the next month or month or so because, you know, it's going to be Junior City. So it's pretty good time for Naito to get some uh, eye surgery. He's got some kind of uh, twitchy nerve damage that he's had surgery for. It's like it's not – it's not threatening to his in-ring or anything like that. It's just a niggle I think that he needs to get – Friggin' scene two, which is uh, good timing because, you know, as I said, it's going to be all about the juniors very soon. Yeah, that's true. And uh, no big deal, but it is a, a noteworthy thing in the news. Piece of news, yeah. You know, I mean, if you want to, 
talk about AEW a little bit. I mean, like we got uh, Yuya Yumura and various other LA Dojo boys showing up on uh, AEW Dark here on like the next episode of that. Yep. Uh, I, I think they're all together in a big tag, and maybe Yuya has a singles match or something. I'm not sure. But oh, dude, uh, that, yes. on Dark last week, Suzuki had a match with uh, QT Marshall, and uh, he beat the shit out of him. Wow. So, yeah, uh, I don't usually watch Dark, so I can't really say much about the matches. I did check out Suzuki versus QT because uh, <laughs> I like seeing QT get a whooping. There's a really good freeze frame, like, well, freeze frame photo. They're all kind of freeze frame, don't they? Of uh, just how uh, QT's face looks after, right after a forearm shot by Suzuki. It looked freaking awesome. So, you know, yeah, there is that. So that's that's pretty awesome. Uh there, there is news as well because two matches for Dontaku changed. Was yeah, that some of true. your news as well? It's not. It's not. All right. But, uh, I got two more things. Uh, one yep. is that uh, uh, Hiroshi Tenzon is returning from injury. Yep. And he will be on the next tour uh, yep. with the best of super juniors. You know, he's a famous juniors wrestler, so he'll be on that tour. <laughs> and then uh, this is really, uh, this is something that's close to my heart and our hearts. Uh, you know, friend of the show, awesome guy, Gino Gambino is, uh, you know, publicly saying that he's talking about a new deal with New Japan and really trying to get back over there. He hasn't Hell talked yeah. about it in a long time so that I would, you know, leads me to believe that that's something that's going to happen. So uh, especially with all the borders opening and stuff like that, it's good to hear that hopefully he will be back soon because uh, that would be one of those missing pieces still, you know, but yeah. uh, man. Absolutely. Yeah, All right. So before we get into Dontaku, I do want to say that uh, there was some news and I only just remembered it now. So it's a good thing I did because uh, a couple of wrestlers tested positive for COVID. The, uh, so it affected two matches, the opening and the United States title match. The opening was supposed to be Taka and the Takers versus Shingo, Bushi and Fujinami. And it ended up being uh, a different match because Fujinami tested positive for COVID. And uh, uh, Mr. Will, he tested positive as well. So <laughs> rather than getting Tanahashi versus uh, Will Ospreay, mm-hmm. I, I got something that's way more in my wheelhouse. And, uh, and thus, I was more excited for it. Uh, Tanahashi versus Tomohiro Ishii. So those are the those are the replacement matches. Um, no complaints mm-hmm. whatsoever. So that was fucking awesome. Uh, it's not awesome that those two gentlemen got COVID. It is what it is. Is what it is. Their health. One's old, so I hope he's old and kind of healthy, and the other one's like not even thirty. So uh, he'll be and he's fit and healthy as fuck. So he, they both both men should be fine. I hope so. Don't want anyone uh, having bad COVID complications, but of course not. I, I will say that, uh, you know, I was more in, interested uh, than uh, with the uh, United States title match with the replacement than I was with the original uh, match. So, you know, but that's just my personal taste. So, yeah, yeah, I think, I think it worked out great as far as that goes. And that's, that's one of the great things about new Japan. They got that deep roster, man. Yep. You know, Oh, and it's, Gotten a little deeper now that things are opening up again, which is fucking cool. So let's get into it, Mr. Andy. We have Wrestling oh, Dontaku at the yeah. Fukuoka Dome. And obviously, yeah. 
before we get right into this, the matches, man, tell us we about. Got, we got a lot to cover here, Luke. Oh yeah, a lot to cover. I mean, as usual, you know, if we're if New Japan's in a building, I'm gonna learn about that fucking building. I also learned about the Dotaku Festival. Nice. So we're going to learn all about this. So, um, by the way, they, they mentioned this several times. I'm not sure what the reason is. Maybe uh, Ibushi did a moonsault off the balcony or something. But this is the first time that New Japan's been in this building for 21 years. So it's the Fukuoka Pay Pay Dome, which Pay Pay is like a pay, like it's like PayPal or something like that. In I think country. I did a so. Pay Pay before we started recording. <laughs> you did? I don't know what that means. So, <laughs> so Luke, now we've uh, we've been at many D League basketball places. We've been at many, you know, B League even. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's some prestigious places. But the yep. Fukuoka Dome is uh, it's a baseball field located in Fukuoka, Japan, right? And it's the home of the Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks of the Nippon Fres- Professional Baseball uh, League, and that is the number one baseball league. We are in the majors. You know, we're in the big leagues, literally. So that's a big deal, first of all. Oh, yeah. uh, no more D-League for us. Uh, this building was built in 1993, and the stadium was originally named the Fukuoka Dome. Uh, but obviously, it's been through a couple of name changes, you know, due to, you know, the kind of thing where, where they, they want to, you know, plaster their name on there and they pay for that and uh, the capacity is 38,585 seats with a diameter of 216 meters the Fukuoka Payday Dome is very interesting Luke it's the world's largest geodesic dome and Luke I know you're wondering you're sitting there thinking you know I I know what a geodesic dome is of course but maybe the listeners don't so that's exactly what I was thinking yeah I know yeah, I know. A geodesic dome, it's a, it's a hemispherical thin shell structure, a lattice shell, uh, and it's based on geodesic, geodesic polyhedron, all right? The triangular elements of the dome are structurally rigid, and they distribute the structure, structural stress throughout the structure. We all know that. And uh, But making geodesic domes able to withstand very heavy loads, I mean, that's kind of the whole point of them, right? So this is like the largest one in the world. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And even though you told us that it has a huge attendance, uh, we have an attendance of 8,162. So, all right, it's not filled to capacity, but compared to a lot of New Japan shows we've had of late, this place looked fucking packed and the crowd was hot for this. So, uh, yeah, that's really freaking cool. And that's uh, Architectural Andy, everyone. uh, Well, Luke, there's more. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't talk to you. There's a, another reason why these people are so hyped. So, this is Golden Week, right? Which is yep. like, a, you know, it's part of this thing, right? So, the Dontaku Festival that this show is named after, it's a, the first time it was celebrated. This is the first time it's been celebrated for two years due to COVID. So, this is a big fucking deal. It's on May 3rd and 4th every year in Fukuoka. And this yep. week is known as Golden Week. Like I said, um, it's the originally, it was originally called the Matsubayashi Festival. Um, and it celebrates the new lunar year. And that the first year was 11, 1179, fucking thousand years ago. So over the past thousand years, it's evolved into the current two-day festival. It was banned in the 1800s by the goddamn Meiji government. And a few years later, though, they restored it with the new name, the Dontaku. And Dontaku means Sunday, roughly. But not like Sunday, like the day Sunday, like Sunday, you know? So yeah. um, on the night before, on May 2nd, 
here's kind of what happens, right? There's this big like concert and a beauty pageant to celebrate the beginning of this festival, right? So <laughs> <laughs> the first day of, it's actually, it's, it's Hakata uh, Dantaku. That's like in Japanese, how you say it. So like uh, the festival will be, uh, it starts with origins of Dantaku, the Madasuyashi Parade. The three, <laughs> the, this is important. So the three gods of fortune, they ride horses and walk around the city of Fukuoka as in the original, um, you know, uh, festival did uh, back in history thousands, you know, thousand years ago. And there's thousands of performers. They dance and walk down the street. They're called, and they call the street Meiji Street for some reason. People wear various costumes and clap with uh, these rice scoping like spoons. They play instruments, wear masks and so on. The streets are full of people, both performer and audience. And um, also, what's this say here? There's this, um, oh, there's like floats. Everybody like decorates their cars with lights and stuff and drives them through the city, kind of like floats. And that's just day one, Luke. All right. Day, I mean, it's fucking crazy. Day two, it's kind of the same thing. They pretty much do the same thing. <laughs> so, um yeah it's pretty cool though because everybody's hype and it's also has to do with uh, a couple you know one wrestler in particular kind of celebrates the uh the day with his attire so we'll talk about that nice all right so here we go let's do it wrestling dontaku 2022 we've been excited for this and uh here we go our first match we have yeah. shingo shingo takagi bushi and shiro koshinaka versus uh, the Dangerous Techers and Takamichinoku. So <laughs> do you know much, like, do you know much about Shiro Koshinaka? We talked about him at Wrestle Kingdom, I think, right? Yeah, he probably. Was yeah, he was the he's the the ass guy, and he's That's also right. the first ever junior heavyweight champion, IWGP junior heavyweight champion. Fuck yeah, so... That's freaking awesome. So, uh, you know, this match is what I would call super fun. Suzuki, the Suzuki Gun guys do a great job, especially like Zack Sabre Jr. of, uh, you know, making Shiro look pretty badass and stuff, you know, bumping for him and things. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, he seems to be able to, he seems like he's still got it too. So that's always, always pretty cool. Uh, tai Chi sets the tone for the night and my excitement because uh, what were we saying? Like it was disappointing that Shingo beat uh, Tai Chi for that trophy. Yeah. And we were complaining like, but Yano gets a million rematches for that thing. What's going to happen? Well, here we go. We got a Gato clutch on Shingo by Tai Chi for the one, two, three. So you see Taka Michinoku listed in this match, and you immediately think, like, yeah. Yeah. Also, I should have said it, Taka and the Tekkers, but like that. But <laughs> So this set my t set the tone for the night. This is, like, a, a really fun match, and I think New Japan's usually pretty good at incorporating one of the older guys in those tag matches, too. So make them look good, tag them out, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this was fun stuff. I really wanted it to be Fujiwara and then like, I wanted Suzuki Goon to come out first. And then, you know, the, uh, the other two guys uh, come out, Zach, uh, you know, and, and then Fujiwara comes out and they're like, what the fuck? You just tagged <laughs> with us. You know, that would have been funny, but I, this guy was great too. 
And, um, you know, something that happened at the end of this match, Luke, that was just like extra exciting because not only did Taichi get the gate of a clutch for three, but he held on and made the ref keep counting and got like a six count, right? <laughs> and so Shingo was fucking pissed. And it's clear we got another goofy ass, like, uh, you know, stipulation match in the works. After the match, these guys went backstage. And, uh, you know, Taichi interrupted Shingo's uh, backstage comments and they started talking about it was really funny because Taichi's like talking shit like he's like, you know, I'm the first one that got the three count in our match at the King of Pro Wrestling. So I would have won that match. It was a regular match. And then he made the point. He's like, I also pinned you for six first. So that's like winning twice. That's what he told him. <laughs> and Shingo is really mad. And if you haven't watched those backstage comments, check them out because it's they're like an old married couple arguing over like who ate the last like you know hot dog or something. I don't know. They're, just, they're it's very funny. I highly recommend that. So this match was awesome, like you said, and it set the the you know the tone. And the whole time, this crowd, anybody, anytime anybody's doing anything that's pretty cool, they're like, oh. We hear them. We can hear them. It's awesome. Yeah. And look, I think we'll get like, this is probably, I don't know, man. Like, an next match is Yo versus Hiromu Takahashi. And what were we saying, like, the episode before? Come on, Yo, this is your shot. Show yeah. us something. This is what we want. We want to see you fucking do something. By the, by the way, uh, Ian's tweety of, uh, yeah. Oh, it was pretty much hilarious. But <laughs> of course, yeah, like wait. everybody was up for this, right? We were on Twitter and everybody was up for this live. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty pretty nuts on the on the Tweety. So it was really good fun. Like this match is really short, by the way. It's less than ten minutes long. So wow. Uh, good. Yeah. Well, that's uh, yes, yes, it is good. Look, uh, there's a chop trade, of course. You, you know, everyone wants to be the next. I had the great chopathon with Hiromu, but uh, there's a chop trade. There's an early Death Valley driver in the corner as well, which kind of made me feel like, all right, maybe this is not going to be a long match. Yo, runners out of a sunset bomb, which is kind of cool. Look, yeah. and there's a, a really good exchange leading up to like the, the victory royale, and then you know, and then just time bomb, and it's it. There's this was spoke, this was a good opportunity for for Yo to kind of show us something to showcase, like all right, his personality is a bit of a, a dud that doesn't translate well for like, well anyone who looks at him, because he just looks so dour and kind of uninterested when he comes out of the ring. He, it's like he's got Hook's gimmick, except people think Hook is cool, and no one thinks Yo is cool. And this was, man, this should have been a really good opportunity for Yo. All right. I'm at Dontaku. I'm wrestling the biggest uh, face junior in the division. And I don't know. I was left feeling like, all right, cool. Hiromi wins. Let's, let's go to the next match. All right, cool. Because, yeah, that was it. And I don't – yeah, are we off the – well, I don't think we were on the Yo train, but I'm pretty sure we're not even at the Yo station waiting for the Yo train to arrive because, uh, yeah, we're um, – you know, it, it was, yeah, I, this didn't set my world on fire. So I'm glad they kind of got it out of the way early. Sorry, Hiromu. We love you, man. But yeah, yo sucks. Yeah. Here's a, here's like a, a part of the mess that kind of like, 
is a microcosmos of all the, of the problem here is that like, okay, so you get this really cool spot. Like you talked about, uh, you know, yo hits a fucking Rana out of the, out of the, uh, apron bomb and the crowd's like, Oh, cool. And so he's like, oh, he's on fire. He's got, he's got uh, Hiromu on the floor. He's going to hit a big dive and he hits the most lame Tope con hero I've ever seen. And the crowd, and he, he, it's so lame that he almost blasts his head off the apron. I mean, like he, it's real close. And like the crowd is going, goes, oh, but they go, oh, not, ooh. They're like, yeah. oh, is he dead? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like he's on fire and he can't even put the effort in to like jump far. You know, you're supposed to, and it's Hiromu. Go hard. What are you doing? You know, yeah. so. What are you and, doing? And, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, stereo shit. But no, uh, it's so good. It's I just it's frustrating. Now you know, it's it, he did get a time bomb and then hit the time bomb too for the win. So at least there was that. But he fairly easily beat him. And like yep. after the match, right? Like Yo did not get over this loss after the nope. match. And and uh, you know, I watched all the backstage comments, which I wish they would do that for every show because they're so great. And Hiromu is just screaming he's just like his eyes are just locked in the camera and he's like yo just speaking to yo and he says yo fall in love with pro wrestling again and then maybe you can come wrestle me you know he's like he's like oh, you don't that's a sick burn it's fucking amazing he's like he, he says quit focusing on how to do wrestling just focus on loving it like that's kind of what he's saying because he says clearly you don't love it not like i do anyway because it's just fucking tremendous, right? So they, I think they're going to see each other in Best of Super Juniors, I think. So that'll be an interesting, you know, to see if anything's changed by then. You know, which, I yep. mean, if nothing's changed, then that's on New Japan. Because they got to do something with them. They can't just, you know what I mean? Like, he needs to, like, it, how cool would it have been if he just went crazy and started beating up uh, Hiromu and got DQ'd? Like, yeah. just went crazy. You know something, what I mean? Just give him right? something, yeah. you know? And, and I, it's just... So this was the one like kind of down part of the night, but it, it led to a very cool promo after the match uh, from Hiromu that I, I beg you to check out. So it's pretty cool. Yep. All right. So our next match, which I kind of liked more. So yeah, uh, there is that. Uh, I can't believe I just said that out loud on a podcast, but I, I just did. And uh, I'm not going to ask you to edit that out. No, it's real. It's Tongaloa versus Yujiro Takahashi. Look, it's not like I'm going to pull over this match as a masterpiece or anything like that. But uh, it's uh, Tongaloa in the white, gold, and blue. Uh, I like all of Loa's outfits. I always mention them. But, dude, the red sneakers do not a match the outfit. Like, they look kind of garish. Get some different shoes, yeah. dude. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> apparently there well, apparently like the gundam that he was supposed to look like has red like feet so yeah i don't know man we're, we're the idiots but i think you're right so i was tweet i thought i thought his shoes were in the adidas uh cloud like uh zach saber juniors you know? yeah yeah and uh Hiromu's for that uh, evil match but uh <laughs> <laughs> that's great i forgot about that yeah, this is a solid match. I think what helps this match a lot is there's face Tongaloa, and he's he's pretty decent in getting the crowd to to cheer and clap and all that kind of stuff. Jado's there too to help with that. Uh, Show gets involved, of course, because the House of Torture Boys always help each other out. But uh, match ends with an ape shit doll for the one, two, three. Uh, you know, it was it was solid. I. It, kind of gave me what I wanted, which was uh, to see Ujiro lose. 
And, you know, yeah, it was, it was fine. It's pretty bad, Luke. This <laughs> is pretty yeah. bad in, com- in comparison to like the, the in-ring work and the, the crispness oh, of, of things and whatnot. But it, as a as a match that the crowd responds to, it succeeds. The yeah. crowd loves this. And I thought it was kind of fun at times, you know, but I there's a part of this match that's just like, why are is this happening? Like like show is in there and he's running around doing this thing and he, he just German suplexes Tonga Loa. Why is that <laughs> happening? That's maybe not a good idea. I don't know why that was happening, but uh, but then you know Tonga Loa murders him, of course. But it's just like, why does it have to be a German suplex? Could have been a punch maybe or something like that maybe a little more purple chop block uh, or something yeah, yeah yeah something i don't know uh that was pretty dumb like you wouldn't see like dick togo run in and hit a fucking german suplex on a heavyweight dude, right? Hell no. so i know shows you know been in the never stuff but i mean it was just odd um but uh you know tonga Loa gets to kick out a little juice you know which is nice you oh, know yeah. and then he and it's nice to see the ape shit out uh, back because that's that that move was so over at one point. You know, it was like that's all they had to do is hit that and it's over. And, it, man, people love that move. It was so dangerous. But uh, I do have a big issue with this. All right. So my original idea in my fancy dream book was that I wanted team unaffiliated to be Giotto and Gorillas of Destiny versus uh, you know, the House of Torture for the six-man never titles, right? Yeah. Well, this match seems to set up a match between – set up that match. But they already yep. had it with Tanahashi. So if they yeah. can't beat him with Tanahashi, are they going to beat him with Jado? <laughs> like, why? That is weird. And if that's what happens, I'm going to be like, okay, well, I guess Jado's better than Tanahashi. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> that's, that's kind of weird it's like they did it backwards yeah. or something i don't know and uh it's around about here that they they go to to uh stardom ladies in the crowd i didn't get both their names but uh you got someone with the gold say a kamatani uh so that's pretty cool and then here we go we got uh what i think is a string of uh Good to great matches to go to go on right now. There's you know there's varying degrees of what I like more and, and all that, but I you know from here on, all right, we're done talking, motherfuckers. Let's go. So our next match is Ass Masters. That's Wato and Ryusuke Taguchi versus Doki and Yoshinomu Kanemaru. And I like this. You know you know Wato's going to go hard and go stiff, but. Uh, He's not facing BC cuties this time who were just like, dude, we're supposed to have a fun match. Like, what are you doing? Instead, he's against Doki. And, uh, yeah, he's, you going to stiff Doki? Doki's going to stiff you back, which is pretty cool. <laughs> they go so, hard. It's awesome. Oh, man, they do go hard. And there's also a really cool uh, tilt-a-well backbreaker by Watu on, on Doki, which is cool. This is a really good match. It's fun. I'm really enjoying it, but... Yeah, look, the finish disappoints, and it's it's fine. Like there's a it's it, it is a stank finish, by the way, because there is some stank involved. Because uh, Taguchi he wins with a pin on Kanemaru, and whilst he's whilst he's in the midst of doing his pin, he's like, oh yeah, I should pull my pants down too, and uh, he does, and then he sits on the pin and ass in Kanemaru's face. One, two, three. Uh, I like look, I'm disappointed by the finish because there's no gold on Doki. 
but I'm also kind of like amazed that a match like this happened and Doki doesn't eat the pin. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. Hey, it's the best of Super Juniors coming up. Got to keep that Doki boy strong. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> this match is a blast. That's fun. Yeah. Doki's so fucking pissed, you know, and like I like pissed off Doki. It's awesome, especially when he's pissed off at Wado because it's like, yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't know why. I just stand. But uh, it, it, there's a story thing in this match where Taguchi comes out and he has his under tights, his red ones, just with him. He's not wearing them. So he's showing everyone that this is serious business. The ass is already out. It's just under that oh, yeah. little tiny bit of cloth, right? So that's kind of that was a part of the match. And you know, at the end there was an attempted Suntory surprise, and that backfired, and because Taguchi got his ass out, which like distracted them or something. I don't know. It was really funny. Um, I I thought that was pretty funny, but it was one of the things. <laughs> One of the big takeaways is that Doki and Wado, they were great together, man. They they really oh, yeah. went hard. Like, Wado, everybody's doing dives, and Wado does two dives, and they're awesome, you know? And it's like, yeah, great, good job. You know, I really like that. Um, You know, and he only had, like, one little part where he hit, like, kind of a crappy kick at one point. But, you know, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was fun. And this was, like, a good – like, if this was the opener of a huge show, you'd be like, all right. You know what I mean? You'd be like, all right, yeah, yeah, we got this going now. I guess the juice is flowing. I was enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Look, and no matter what our feelings towards Watu is, whenever we see him out there, he's trying. Like, all right, fine, he yes. might watch a couple of things too. and might do, But I don't see him. He comes out, He's he looks excited to wrestle, he goes in, he's super excited to get in on the action and do stuff and try things. So... I, I kind of respect Watu for that. Like, I have a fear, uh, like, in my opinion, if it was Watu versus Aroma in that second match, I reckon we got a, would have gotten a lot better match. Maybe the finish would have been kind of the same. But hell, at least uh, Yo would have tried to match Hiromu in some way. Because, uh, yeah, Yo certainly didn't. So, that's right. I just put Yo under the... The New Japan <laughs> tier list totem pole under Watu. Yes. He's damn straight. He's there. He's way down there. And, like, yep. you're right. I mean, like, it's easy to root for Watto because he wants to, you know, like, he's, he's hungry. trying. It's fun to watch him mess up. But, like, you know, he he didn't mess up much in this match at all. So, yep. like, you know, I think that, you know, he's starting to get – a few things are starting to click. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. I, I was just happy for them. And I was happy that Doki – Although he didn't win, he was featured, and like you say, he didn't get pinned. After the match, he he beat the shit out of the interview table with his pole and was so oh, mad. Yeah. And he and his point was, we he's like, it's clear who the best team is. We dominated them in all the tag matches, like uh, leading up to this. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, it's bullshit. And he's like, yeah, Taguchi cheated basically. So. Yeah, he needed to pull out the crack in order to in order to beat. Uh... <laughs> uh, but it's a fun calls, finish because he, yeah, yeah ahead, I'm sorry. Kanemaru wants to whiskey spit to Gucci, but he turns him around so he whiskey spits Doki, and then you got the ass pin one two three. Yeah. Doki calls Kanemaru uncle. By the way, that's what he calls him. So it's pretty great. So. <laughs> All right, so that that was, I liked it. It was a good match. It was it was fun and. You know, it, it puts smiles on our faces, which is exactly what you want. So, yeah. And then next we have, here we go. It's Team Bishamon, 
Chase and Farley versus, uh, no, sorry, it's a triple threat. So Team Bishamon versus Chase and Farley versus Okan on the cob. Hey, look at this. Great Okan in red. How freaking awesome yeah. does he look? Holy shit. A traditional uh, color of the Dantaku Festival that he's dressed in, and that's what oh, yeah. we celebrate. Fantastic. It's definitely fun stuff to start off with, but guess what? The crowd really loves seeing Farley and Cobb go at it. <laughs> and I think it's really cool too, because you've got the, the yeah. short stocky, but big man versus, well, the big man. So that's really freaking cool. There's a there's a Shoto on Great Okan that's pretty early, and yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? But C-Trigger yeah. on Yoshihashi breaks up the count there. There's a tour of the islands on Goto that Farley breaks that up. Uh, it's an exciting match, but it's short. A lot of matches on this show are short tonight, meaning uh, they're under, well, under 10 minutes, and this is one of them. But that's okay. Really? This wow. is, okay. Yeah. This is a fast, I should still say this is a fast-paced and exciting match. It doesn't end the way I'd want it to because I think we, I think everyone listening to the show knows that uh, we are on the Great Okan on the cop train. But it is an interesting finish to set up a feud for the tag titles, which is pretty cool because it's grenade stuff and chase pins uh, uh, Goto. Mm-hmm. Yay! And Bullet Club become the new tag team champions. How does this set up a new feud? Come on, everyone, wrestling logic. The champs didn't get pinned here. And now the other guys are the champions. Uh, Khan and the Cobb are not going to take that lying down. So you're damn straight that uh, they're going to want to feud with Chase and Farley. And Chase and Farley versus Okan on the Cobb. Dude, that's a fresh match. Yeah. That's a fresh feud. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. I'm a little disappointed they took a gold off Okan on the Cobb. But I think this match does start a theme for the night, which is going to continue as we go along. But, dude... I thought it was a fun match, and it set up a fresh feud. No, no complaints. Even though I guess Great Okan lost the title. What do you it's, think? It's almost like they're responding to Great Okan being so popular that they're yeah. like, wait a second, he needs to. Chase we should have him chase title. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, because like I think that's kind of what's going on here. But um, you know, the you're right. Great Okan looks so cool, and he's dressed in this like awesome traditional stuff all in red and he's carrying his new hat that he has he's carrying oh, yeah. you know he's like he's like listen it's not on my head right now i got this other thing going off my head but i'm gonna carry it of course so i can stick it on the ring post so that andy won't stop looking at it so uh you know he's thinking of me, man yeah and i appreciate it but um uh <laughs> that was pretty funny so Cobb is like he slammed Follet, which was amazing oh, and like those yeah. two like you said those two going together was really great um, you know, they were really, really pop, you know, popping the crowd. But there was something else to have in this match that was very upsetting is that, um, you know, if you remember, well, maybe actually it wasn't upsetting. It was like, finally, they did it right. If you remember, um, leading up to this, the, uh, you know, Chaos Boys were doing this dog pile thing where they just dog pile on top of everybody and stack them up in the middle of the ring. And yeah, uh, right. I, I, the other ref wouldn't count it. Remember, he's like, nope, that's not a pin. Well, this ref, it's future bald ref. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm Kenta Sato, bitch. I count that. And he started counting the dog pile, which is great. He did count that. And you yeah. and I were straight away going like, wait a minute. This funny. didn't happen. In a, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, that was great. Some, some refs will be like, nope, not doing that. And other refs yeah. are just being like, you know, like red shoes might not count that pin where someone's just got a foot on the chest, but another ref yeah. might, you know. Or if somebody uh, just – 
just cheated, he'll be like, nope, not counting it. Nope. Know? So, you know, uh -huh. it's interesting. Maybe one day, Luke, we'll get to talk to a ref. You know, maybe one day. We'll see. You know, but uh, I don't think that's possible, man. There's no way no. known a ref would ever talk to us. Hell no. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. So um, I, I like this match, too, because it was really fast. The only problem I have with it is that, man, I, chaos is so fucking boring, man. God, they're boring. They have, like, the three things they do, and they do them in every match. And it's like, uh, doing the thing again. But I'm glad they're kind of out of the picture, hopefully, for a while. Let's let those guys split up and do something else or just be just go away for a while. That'd be okay with me. So, um, yeah, but it looks like Absolutely. it'll be, uh, you know, they'll get a rematch. I think they've already maybe, you know, set that up, which we'll talk about later. But, um, Luke, we have, like, a choice here. You know, right. at some point we need to uh, hear from Ian, you know, but we're about yep. to get into kind of the meat of this show and the meat of some of the coolest shit that we've been wanting to talk about for two years and haven't had the opportunity to talk about. What do you think? Yep. Um, look, we, yeah, we can we can we can do Ian now if you, if you like. And then we can proceed with going to the fireworks factory uh, after yeah. that. Yeah. That seems like a like a good moment because uh, we may or may not have uh, something extra special at the end of this show, so we don't need two things at the end. We can always put one. Uh, I don't even know if we're halfway, but you know we can always put one in there now. Yeah. This is yeah. So uh, all right, well then here we go. This is the review from Ian of New Japan Strong from the date that he says when he starts talking right now. Hi Luke and Andy. This is Ian with another New Japan Strong review. These are the last two nights of Strong Style Evolved, a tour that taped in March. I'm certain nothing has happened between then and now that will make some of these matches come across as a bit weird. First up, we have Big Demo versus John Schuyler in what I think is the first appearance of either guy. Ian Riccoboni describes John Schuyler as a journeyman, which, let's be honest, is a nice way of saying jobber. He's actually pretty decent in the ring and good at getting the most out of his opponent. He's talented at enhancing others, you might say. Big Demo is definitely big, but I'm distracted by the weird pattern of his body hair. He looks like he's wearing a hairy sweater under his skin. They have a decent enough match, but as the crowd aren't familiar with either of them, it doesn't get much of a reaction. I'd like to see what both of these guys could do against other opponents, though. Following this, Blake Christian faces Swerve in what should have been a great match, but landed at pretty good. Blake Christian is a very talented junior heavyweight who ably holds up his end of good matches, and that's about it for his character. He has the tagline, All Heart, which basically means default babyface. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Swerve, on the other hand, is moments away from being an absolute superstar. He plays with his food in this match a bit, taking an obligate heel-slash-arrogant face role that gives the match a bit of story and character. Athletically, Blake Christian is basically Swerve's equal, but where Swerve can tell an entire story with body language and mere looks, Christian does incredibly gymnastic stuff with a blank face. The end result is that while I enjoyed this match, there was a whole other gear it never shifted into. Swerve wins, and deservedly so, but I really want someone like Rocky Romero to sit down with Blake Christian and have a long talk about character, because right now that's the only thing he's missing. In our first night main event, Buddy Matthews faced off against Yuya Uemura. 
After the Narita Matthews match, I was hoping for another masterclass here. Without being uncharitable, this falls a little bit short of that. While the match is good and I enjoyed it, the core of Matthews versus Narita was Matthews underestimating his opponent and nearly paying the price. It worked because Narita is all technique with a killer at his core. Uemura is a closer physical equal to Matthews, and more of his moves depend on muscle, so the bullying and underestimating didn't work quite as well. I still enjoyed it, and I still really want to see what Matthews does next, I just hope it's not another match against a dojo boy. All in all, this first night was a great show on paper, and a good show in execution. The final night of Strong Style Evolved started off with Kevin Knight versus the DKC in a dojo rivalry. I'm consistently a bit more impressed with Knight than DKC, although DKC has improved a lot lately. This is very much a training school exhibition. Lots of enthusiastic moves, strikes that need to be laid in just a bit more, and a small amount of clumsiness in the transitions. DKC won after holding up his end of the match admirably, but both of these guys are going to be just fine. Following this, Mascara Dorada faced off against TJP. I'll say this for TJP, on the one out of every six times he cares about the match he's wrestling, he does a fine job. Mascara Dorada is fun and athletic and bouncy, but without much to differentiate him from other luchadors. We get a lot of fun spots, all the dives to the outside you might expect, and then a fun surprise of Mascara actually winning the match. Post-match, TJP steals his opponent's mask like the dastardly healer he is. Hopefully they can get some more out of this story before TJP does something you guys will talk about during Wrestling Dontaku. In our main event, Ren Narita faces Jay Lethal. They seem to have been doing a bit of a seasoning tour for the older dojo attendees, and we've seen Narita against a great range of much more senior opponents. Here, he takes on a former world champion who's being heavily cheered by the crowd, despite... Oh, right. This was taped in March. Which means that in New Japan continuity, Jay hasn't had his heel turn yet. This adds a slight time-lost quality to what would otherwise be a really excellent singles match. Fair play to Lethal, he peppers his babyface presentation with a lot of aggression and even a bit of bullying, and crucially underestimates his opponent. Narita is fast, skilled, and savagely determined, meeting Lethal's early condescension with brutal intensity. We have a number of spots where he gets Jay in an armlock and then chops the living hell out of his chest, and they're not just from the Shibata playbook, they're delivered with the Shibata intensity. In the end, Jay has to break out every trick he knows, dirty and otherwise, to get ahead, leaving Narita bloody and determined. Ultimately, Jay wins, and then, after a pause, shakes Narita's hand. This was a really, really excellent match, but I do wish they'd reversed that ending. Losing to Narita would have cost Jay Lethal nothing, especially as he was just about to get revitalised by a heel turn, and it would have elevated Narita considerably none of which detracts from how good a match this was. In the end, the final night of Strong Style Evolved had two entirely fine matches and one great one, which I'm okay with. Anyway, that was Strong, which I'm sure was the most interesting thing happening in New Japan or any other company this week. Thanks, guys, and until next time, keep it strong. All right, well, thank you, Ian, for your strong review, as always, on the date that you said in the, the review um i really like swerve 
I was just asking Luke if he's done anything yet in AEW because I that's one yeah. of my favorite. Like he was one of my favorites on the Indies. Now he said he he bumps like a Joshi wrestler. I don't know if he still wrestles like that, but he used would just bump so hard, and it was just like, oh my god, he's so awesome. And uh, I got to see him come up on the Indies, and you know he would always be in my area and stuff, and it was great to see him. So I'm really happy that he's finally getting to somewhere where maybe he can actually show his talents. Um, yep. It sucks that Ian doesn't like Blake Christian, and I understand why. I mean, like compared to Swerve, he is the most boring man to ever live because everyone, <laughs> you know, everyone like like if if Swerve like if he walks into a room, he is by far the coolest guy in the room, you know, no matter yeah. what. And so like it's just you know it's kind of hard. It becomes to, Swerve's house. Yeah, you got it. So uh, that's fair. Um, and so it's just one of those deals where it sucks because I think that Blake Christian is a fantastic wrestler. I just think he's young and he doesn't have the what Ian's looking for yet as far as those like fine polished details when he's yeah. in the situation he was in in that match. But uh, but anyway, that was interesting to hear about. My intro to him was Lucha Underground had a completely different character and a mask over him. And yet he was still managed to play that character to such a degree. Like he was one of my favorites at Lucha Underground. Then I see him turn up in AEW, and I'm just like, "That wait a minute, Lucha Underground put a mask over this motherfucker?" Because yeah. as soon as he comes out, like, "Hey, I'm Swerve," he starts talking and stuff. I'm like, "I like you better than Killshot already," and I haven't even seen you wrestle like as Swerve yet. And he's great. As I said to Andy, he had a match with Darby Allen on the uh, on the last Rampage. And he's feuding now also with uh, Ricky Starks. So uh, they like him and they're giving him stuff to do. So, uh, good. which is awesome because I like him too. Yeah. Well, yeah. And look, that's just weird with this ending with uh, and just the way they record these matches and these shows. Like, what was it? A March show? What are we in now? Fucking May? That's, that's two months ago. That's two months ago. And... Not only like not only has Jay Lethal like had a heel turn, but I reckon like in that two month span, the big show could have had like thirty heel face changes by now. It's really weird. It's it's very much that Ring of Honor style of like let's tape a whole bunch of shit. Oh no, we've got to do something live, and then it doesn't match up with other shows and other continuities. It's just kind of it's weird. It's really weird, and I feel like they need to do something where rather than tape like two months in advance maybe they should you know tape a couple weeks in advance like just tape instead of taping yeah. like what four shows or, or eight shows at once how about two maybe three max <laughs> you know it's like just in case uh, well and you know and luckily they're at a point right now where someone has to seek that out. That's not just playing on, you know, channel six on the Saturday or something like that, but like it will never have that appeal until they figure this kind of thing out. Not that it would, but I mean, new Japan could never get a TV deal like a real one where they're going to show this kind of thing every week. That's actually like got continuity while this shit's going on. So, I mean, I don't know. I strong is what it is. You know. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty weak. <laughs> <laughs> Wee! Well, Luke, we just talked about this uh, triple threat tag team title match. And after that, we had some announcements. Oh, my God. What's better than a best of Super Junior announcement, Mr. Andy? I will tell you. 
it's two blocks. Yeah, finally! It's two blocks. Now, I didn't I didn't necessarily write them all down in the order they were announced, and I don't think that really matters too much. The, but uh, I do I do have them all written down. You happy for me to run through uh, A block? Yeah, and then I'll do B block. How about that? Uh, sounds good to me. All right. So in A block, we've got Ryusuke Taguchi. We've got Yo, Hiromu Takahashi, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Taiji Ishimori, Show, uh, so we're going to get another Show Yo match. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> Forever. Clark. Yeah, well, I'm going to get Yo matches against all of them, so, you know, whatever. Uh, Clark, Connors, that's cool. It's Taco Man, Alex Zane, uh, Ace Austin, and uh, Brioche Guy, uh, Francesco Akira. <laughs> yeah, we can't, we can't call him that anymore. <laughs> it, it was kind of offensive anyway, so. Oh, is it? Well... Well, I'm sorry. I how do you say it? Bushari, Bushar. I don't know how to say his name. That's why I called him Bruschetta. So, which was just offensive of me. And I'm sorry, yeah. but not sorry enough that I'm not going to do it again. Just I might make it somewhat of an effort, you know. You could say there's um some Bruschetta on brioche, but uh, <laughs> hey, I think it's funny. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen this man wrestle before, so I'm really excited to see Francisco Cure and see what he's all about. And uh, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that is A Block. Some really cool names there. I'm happy to see Clark Connors there, Alex Zane, the taco guy, uh, and all that kind of stuff. It, a Block's uh, a pretty fine block. Yeah, it's going to be some good matchups. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see these new guys versus Hiromu, you know, uh, and, I, I, you know, you think that Yo's going to be like, I'm going to let Alex Zane come in here and outflip me. You know what I mean? I, hopefully that will, like, light a fire in his ass. You know, Ace Austin – is the guy that came up in my area, and I've seen him a million times. Um, one time I saw him versus Teddy Hart, and it was concerning. Teddy Hart was crazy, and that's like <laughs> I it was not good, so it was a problem. But uh, I he's, also think Hiromu Clark Connors is going to be quite the fun time yes, as well. Absolutely, because Hiromu does not like young lions, and even though Clark Connors technically isn't one, he kind of is. So. Close enough. Yeah, he's and man, Harumu hates him. So it's funny because yeah, this he's gonna be acting like he's not a young lion, and all the other wrestlers are gonna, you know, the the Japanese wrestlers are gonna be like, fuck you. <laughs> no, it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait for that. I'm not a young lion anymore. Harumu is like, yeah. bitch, are you for real? You think you think yeah. Ishimori is gonna be cool with that? I don't think so. Yeah. Stomp, stomp, stomp your crotch in the corner, fucking back rake. So, uh, yeah, that, that's exciting. That's interesting. You know, obviously we'll have our big bracketology episode where we go down all the matchups and talk about everything that's possibly <laughs> going to happen in great detail. And with not no other podcast do this, but me and Luke are going to start doing pre-match star ratings. So we're going to do the star <laughs> rating before the match. So that's what we're going to do. So it'll be just that's as right. accurate. So uh, Luke <laughs> has a great idea right there. Hell so. yeah. B block is uh, Master Huato, Robbie Eagles. All right, return of Robbie Eagles. That's good. Also, Hell interesting yeah. way they announced these. They announced them in order, but they basically got all the regular guys out of the way first, you know. And yes. then they announced the kind of new guys. So we got uh, we got Bushi. We have Doki, which is awesome. I love when they say his name. Doki, Des- yeah, <laughs> it's great, right? Isn't it? So it sounds so evil. Uh, Desperado, uh, ELP. TJP, 
All right. Uh, then there's some exciting names here. We oh, got yeah. Wheeler Huta. Hell yes. Awesome. I'm I wonder if he's, Hell yeah. That's great. He's fantastic, and he's going to do great in this this tournament. Oh my God, yeah. Um, L. Lindemann from Stronghearts. He's going to be chucking. I mean, he's going to pick Doki yes, up please. and throw him across the damn ring. <laughs> and then you guys, I mean, our favorite wrestler of all time from CMLS. Hold on to your hats, everyone. I hope oh everyone's sitting God. down. Guess who it is? T-Tom! <laughs> Woo! Why? Right. I would say Mexico is filled with a lot of wrestlers, a lot, a lot of them. There are a lot of Mexican wrestlers. I just want to drive this point home. So you've got a amazing kind of pool on which to draw from, from Mexico for your best of super juniors. And they're like, let's have T-Tan. I guess they need a job in this, in this. Yeah. And hey, if, if that makes me feel good that Doki's not the jobber in this bracket. So, uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> he's got to win like four matches, right? He, he won three last year. He's got to win four this time. Or, yep. or just win the whole damn thing. Could you imagine? Yep. He goes on a run, starts crushing people. But uh, our joke has always been that, you know, when they're doing the negotiations, they're like, all right, we want, uh, you know, we want uh, Dragon Lee. We want this guy. We want that guy. And they're like, okay, but you got to take Teton. You know, yeah. so it's always, <laughs> it's always he comes with them. But, uh, I mean, can you imagine? I'm just looking. There's not a, you know, Teton versus Bushi will actually be fun, you know, because uh, they're Doki both, El Desperado. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. Oh yes, that might be uh, like Taka and uh, <laughs> and Kanemaru's or was it Taka <laughs> and Taichi? That was an amazing match. So yep. I'm excited for that, and it's so cool to see these new talents coming in. These are, you know, a lot of these people. It's their first uh, best of Super Junior, so that's exciting. Yep. And that's what we've been waiting for, man. And two blocks, it's like, ah, oh, it's no longer this, like, neutered tournament. It's the real deal. Yeah. And can I say something about Doki? Do you remember Please. that time Doki had a tune-up match against a returning Hiromu Takahashi? <laughs> and that match sorry. ended up being a fucking 25-minute awesome extravaganza. And not only was that, like, all right, Hiromu's showing, hey, I'm back from injury, and I'm back, baby, because look what I can do. That was also Doki being like, holy shit, I'm wrestling Hiromu in the main event. I better show something. And he did. So some some wrestlers know when they've got a spot and being like, all right, I've got to crush this. And they do. And then other wrestlers are yo. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be real mad if Rob Eagles ain't bumping for Doki. You know, I'm going to be real mad. I'm going to be so <laughs> mad I'll talk about be fun. it. It'll be great. I want to see Doki wrestle. All of these guys, I can't wait. <laughs> and uh, you know ELP, Doki's going to be a really fun, silly time oh, as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and I mean, ELP is fantastic. This might be his yep. year, you know? I mean, he hasn't been around for a while, so he's not built up. But, I mean, He I won't win know. this year. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Well, the champion's Ishimori. Yeah, I know, but... I know. We'll, t we'll talk about that. That's weird. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, Luke, there's so much going on. And like we've talked about all this stuff, like as far as like, you know what? We've had matches. We've had title changes and stuff like that. We've had huge announcements. And then we get even more cool shit. We're just getting started oh on the cool shit. Yep, let's do it. Well, let's continue the cool shit.
because uh, that best of super juniors. Oh my god, it like I think I marked out for Wheeler and some of the other names, sure. But what I think what I marked out most for was just like, oh my god, there's two blocks. Yes. Ah yeah. oh, yes. That's right. Oh, uh, so, another announcement too. Uh, you know, friend of the show, Lexis Montez will be returning for uh, New Japan uh, Best of Super Juniors coverage. So in, uh, yep. you know, what exact capacity? We're not positive yet, but it'll probably be just like it was last year. So, yep. In fact, uh, I don't even think uh, we might we might have thought of asking him closest to the date, he just, even though it's pretty close. But uh, Mr. Lexis was like, hey, dudes. But best of Super Junior's coming up. Uh, I forgot. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, thank you, Mr. Montez. Uh, we look forward to having you return to the show. Now, all right, we've stalled enough. It is time for a never open championship match. It is Tamatonga versus Evil. Of course, there's fighting before the bell and uh, all that kind of stuff. So the match hasn't really started, but then Tama makes sure to put him in, put it. Him himself and Evil in the ring, so the match starts. Uh, the timekeeper gets taken out uh, in the Abe spot, <laughs> which is funny. Look, this match for me is awesome fun. So just imagine like the match we watched previously. It was Tongaloa versus Yujiro, and that got the crowd behind them pretty pretty well, despite like it being Tongaloa and Yujiro. No, no offense to both men, but you know. The fact that they got such a really cool crowd reaction, all that kind of stuff is good. But now we've got two people who are in kind of the same factions and stuff, Tamatonga and Evil, and the crowd is just going bananas. They want Evil to lose, and they want Tamatonga to win. So do I. And it's Evil, it's the Evil Dicks, because, you know, of course, Dick Togo's coming out there. They're trying to do everything to win and get the crowd to go nuts for Tamatonga, which works every time Tama fights back. It's awesome. Tamatonga oh, and, and Evil, they, 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 they're great together. They they really yeah. have some good chemistry in the ring. Great moves, Darkness Falls, a Supreme Flow. I really like the trilogy of drop kicks Tama's doing. He's, he's bringing a high-energy, high-impact style to being a face. He's essentially brought in moves to excite the crowd into his face move set, like the Supreme Flow and all this kind of stuff. It's working. I love it. It's awesome. There's great counters as well. Tamar at one point, though, uh, he thought he taps Evil out, but uh, it was Dick Togo who rang the bell, so yeah. I thought that was a pretty pretty creative uh, pretty creative way of doing things. <laughs> and And then it happens. After a, a few attempts and failing of getting the move on, Gunstun, pretty sure. And one, two, three. Tamatonga is your new Never Open Weight Champion. And before we continue with what happens after that, what did you think of this match, Miss Andy? Like you said, it's good fun. Like you said, I mean, and these two have great chemistry. So was it a never style New Japan match? No, but it was something different that was really good. And like, you know, like a never match, all the moves look like they had impact and they look like they hurt and you know yep. everything looked good as far as that goes. I I did have problem and I got a little problem with uh with Tom Tonga. So he's been doing this thing where like at a certain time in the match he takes his shirt off. Like that's that's Tai Chi's thing, man. You can't be like, oh well, it's like Tai Chi, but it's my shirt, not my pants. You know? Like, come <laughs> on, man. Which yeah. which uh 
you know, by the way, in his backstage comments, Taichi uh, threatened to take his pants off and start to get into some trouble. <laughs> funny, I, I posted a picture of that on instagram so uh anyway but this like okay so when you said dick toga rang the bell so funny because tomatonga thinks he won uh because he let and he lets go and that's where we get the chump bump but this ending's pretty cool there's a magic killer but and house of torture tries a super power bomb right on on uh tomatonga but Jado yeah. stops it with the kendo stick and starts beating the shit out of him with the kendo stick and the fucking crowd's like Wah! they love it they think it's so great man and then there's this like really awesome reversal running the rope sequence ending in the gun stunt tease then there's another cool sweet sequence right after that ending in a block low blow and the gun stunt so tama wins and Jotto jumps for joy i've never seen him so happy he's smiling he runs in and tries to hug uh uh tomatonga but then something happens yeah something happens which uh makes my never open nerd brain just explode in happiness <laughs> i guess because post-match the good brothers come up uh, they come out and they beat the shit out of Tamatonga. Now they do mention this in the backstage comments, but he's supposed to do a gun stun onto Tama onto the Never Open title and instead uh does the gun stun onto the Never Six Man title instead. And backstage they address it. They're like, hey, doesn't give a shit, it got the job done, didn't it? Put him laid <laughs> that motherfucker out. So I'm like, I'm glad they picked up on that and they addressed it in the backstage comments. That's pretty pretty good because it and it didn't take away from the moment either. I get super excited because uh, Mr. Carl Anderson, he was in the the final match of a never open to crown the new first never open champion. He was in the final match. So the yeah. first never open title champion was either going to be Masato Tanaka or Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Now, this year is 2012. In November, it will mark the 10-year anniversary of the never open title and what better way this uh, just excites me so much it's a fresh matchup too i know, uh, i haven't seen it before well of it's, course not yeah these guys are and, always on the same team forever yeah you know? so, and i love the fact that uh the next challenger for the never open title is going to be a man who probably thinks that he should have had that belt years ago so it has some never open back history involved it uh, sets up a fresh new feud going forward. I fucking love it. Of course, Tongaloa comes up to comes out to help save his save his brother, but they get beat all get beat up by the good bros <laughs> and shit. Uh, I fucking marked out big time, and I and this is where I've been sending you messages on on the Facebook, and I'm going, the good brothers are here. Everybody has come back now. Everybody except Jay White. This doesn't make mm -hmm. any sense anymore. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't mentioned him until now, but you know, Luke and me were thinking this whole show. We're just like, is this fucking leading up to Jay White? Is this Jay White going to be? Is he there? I mean, it's either that or it's either got to be Jay White or it's got to be something else. I mean, what's going to happen? That, that was my whole, I was oh, thinking yeah. that the whole time. Dude, at the end of the last match, I won't say what happens, but I will say to Andy, uh, I will say that I said to Andy, I think this is it, because Okada's just giving a promo. I think this is it. 
and uh you know because he's talking for fucking ages and making the crowd happy so i'm like all right well that's a show everyone so uh yeah <laughs> it's not yeah it's not no. but uh but yeah, uh, some more kind of like things like you talked about. Um, not only did Carl Anderson lose the match uh, of the finals of that uh, that, that tournament to Monosato Tanaka, he never caught another match for that title. Not one. I checked. The, I like look, yeah, I went through. So he's never had another chance at that title, which has got to be bullshit. I guess like after that, that's when he joined the the you know Bullet Club and all that. And obviously the added thing of that not only are these two on the same team you know tamatonga and uh, carl anderson but they are two founding members of bullet club you know so there's yeah. only four founding members of bullet club and uh you know and they're 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 all gaijins you know so it, it's interesting uh that these two are the two former members and uh you know maybe one day fergal will come back we'll see you know maybe but uh look exciting uh, i've been excited because like chase and Fale or carnal club Fresh new feud. I dig it. Ask Masters, Doki Kanemaru, that was a fresh title match. Really dig that too. And Tamatonga versus Evil, that's that's pretty much a fresh fresh matchup for like a singles never match. Awesome. And now we're getting this. Some guy, has Carl Anderson, hasn't been in Japan for ages. We knew as soon as he left WWE like that they both had said, uh, we want to go back to, to Japan and all that kind of stuff and all that. So here they are. And, yeah. Rather than just give them a straight push straight away into the tag division, I kind of like this more. Uh, it's this was this was supposed to be a feud a year ago. Remember, yeah. they were there was like the whole like California show. They were like kind of standoff at that. So. That's true. That is true. And now uh, now we're gonna get some of that now. Finally! So Yay! fuck yes, awesome. I love it. Uh, we've, we've we've got a direction. Tamar and uh, Tamatonga and. Carl Anderson gonna beat the shit out of each other. It's gonna be cool. All right. So let's do it, Mr. Andy. This is El Desperado versus Taiji Ishimori for the junior title. And this is what I would call wrestling art. And it's a great match. But I keep remembering Andy's comments uh, that he said on the previous episode, which is they did this last time. Uh where th these two individuals had a match right before the best of super juniors and Ishimori won. And yes, they, they do that here as well, but <laughs> it, it feels a little different because they're definitely, it's like bullet clubs, ninth anniversary. Uh, it's there's some, and, and there's some definite, definite shit happening. I guess this is to also reestablish that, Hey, yeah, you've got a, you've got the empire, which is new. You've got this and that, which is new and all this stuff. But uh, you know, we, there's there's more new shit. Like the, I just think this this night was just to firmly reestablish that. Hey, yeah, you got all this new stuff, all these new wrestlers, all this stuff, but Bullet Club's still around, baby, and they're still a force to be reckoned with. So, you know, I feel feel like in terms in storyline terms, in terms of like reestablishing Bullet Club, this show succeeds fucking huge. This match is amazing, Mr. Andy. You said it was. You weren't wrong. Uh, it, it, I'm gonna let you just freaking. Oh my God! Like, take us through it, Mr. Andy. This is just a This is brilliant stuff. Go for it. Well, look, you know, it's for the IWGP Junior Title, of course. Yep. And uh, you know, if you're gonna have a match as prestigious as that, you want one of the best refs that there is. So we obviously have the honorable ref. Chomp chomp. 
So that's tremendous. Uh, Marty Sami. So he's there. Um, and obviously, this is the fuck your arm, no fuck your leg match. And it's it's fuck your arm right away. Ring post, oh, yeah. uh, exposed turnbuckle, and stops the Desperado's arm from Ishimori. It's, there's all these really like neat heat spots that are going on for a while. And then Desperado comes back with fuck your leg, dragon screw with uh, Ishimori in the corner ropes. Like he's tied up in the corner. That's different. I've never seen that. I was like, that looked really cool. And, you know, like I said, it's fuck your leg. Uh, oh, yeah. Then this, like, really amazing spot happens where Ishimori sends Desperado into the ring post, right? Um, and it fucks his shoulder and his arm. And then Ishimori hits a shoulder breaker and immediately starts selling his leg, right? So, like... Eh, Unlike most juniors matches when they're doing the like, fuck your leg, fuck your arm thing, they kind of forget about it after a while. Man, Ishimori did not. He like did a really good job of making sure his leg yeah. remembered it was broken, you know, which was awesome. So, and there's even a point where like, like Desperado's tired of working that leg and Ishimori's trying to protect us. So he just starts, he just drags through the other leg. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's pretty great. I love that. Um, we had a full front flip to his feet off the off up and over like the you know it's like an upper over thing that was nuts uh and then ishimori when he lands he sells his knee um and we get the lung blower thing he does it's tremendous uh reversals upon reversals ending in a closed fist punch from desperado a uh, reversals into the boner lock and desperado's selling it he's screaming oh it's amazing there's a billion reversals uh from that into the numero dos and as we've talked about many times the not only are these guys fantastic, but their move set is so naturally flows into the other guy's yes. move set, especially these two moves. It's like, it's fucking incredible. So, I mean, this shit is top-notch wrestling. Um, so then there's this amazing thing, right? Uh, they do the, like, boner lock, numero dos reversals, and then Ishimori, like, climbs out of a hold, and and so he gets this, like, upside-down bow and arrow thing <laughs> Desperado, it's fucking nuts. He's still in that position, and Desperado hits the dude buster, <laughs> or the ass to mouth, you know. So, well, no dude <laughs> but, uh, so that was tremendous. Um, you know, uh, there's a pinchy loco, but uh, Ishi or, and then he flips Ishimori over to do another, but boner lock. The crowd's like, whoa, whoa, they're yelling and shit. It's awesome. Desperado taps out to the boner lock. Ishimori wins the title again, right before yep. best of super juniors for this match. But I think this is their best match, even yeah, though they've agreed. a million great matches. I love this one the most. This one was so good. And uh, yeah, El Desperado got a bit too cocky. He hits the pinche loco and picks Ishimori up. Uh, oh, I should have gone for the pin because Ishimori makes him freaking pay for it. And he comes out as the 92nd IWGP junior champion, which means, uh, oh, it's not too far from 96, four champions away. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> but yes, here we go. Bullet Club member on top once again is a theme for tonight. Uh, I love this match. I thought it was fucking awesome. I wanted El Desperado to go over, but I'm definitely not disappointed that Ishimori goes over because he's a freaking great champion. And he, you know, that's that's great. And hell, I'd love to like we've had Hiromu two years in a row. I would love it if uh, El Desperado won the best of Super Juniors this year yes. and someone uh, someone different. So yeah, awesome stuff. Absolutely fantastic banger of a match. Uh, like I feel like Tamatonga and Evil brought the high energy, and El Desperado and Shimori 
continued that that kind of high energy stuff with the fans and it doesn't stop there because i would say uh we do get a never style match tonight mr andy oh yeah oh yeah and it's tomohiro ishii versus hiroshi tanahashi and my first note is like you know this is never as fuck uh i thought this is amazing It, and as you told me on the on the, the chat, it's pretty much Tanahashi's New Japan style versus Ishii's Never style. But I would say that Tanahashi can hang with the Never guys. Like he's got a he's got a nasty strong style streak in him when he wants to pull it out. And if anyone's going to pull it out of Tanahashi, it's definitely going to be a tough nut like Tomohiro Ishii. I wanted Ishii to win so badly since he does dates in every company in America right now. <laughs> And I, I just know. thought, like, in my, in my I'm wrestling brain, that him. would be... I'm going to see him next weekend. He would have yeah. had the Never title. Oh. Uh, US title. This is for the United oh, States title. I'm sorry. You're right. But, no. yeah, he does dates in America for every company. Impact, Strong, AW, freaking everywhere. So he would have been a good ambassador for the title. But you know where the story is leading. All roads are leading to Tanahashi versus Moxley. But this is so freaking awesome. Ishii hits the brain buster, but Tanahashi kicks out. We get like this. I, I'm pretty sure in the t- terms of his career, we've seen him do this move. I don't see it all the time, but I loved it. And I hope we see more of it. He does a reverse sling blade on Ishii, who lands on his fucking head, which was incredible. I also say oh, no one does superplexes like Ishii. Ishii is the superplex master, but... And then they go into this strike exchange where Ishii's just bringing out headbutts. And what does pretty boy Tanahashi do? He headbutts him right back. You know, it's like, hey, I can be never as fuck too, man. I'm like, yeah, you can. This match is freaking gnarly. Like he even does like the back high fly flow. But when Ishii rolls over, he gets his knees up. Awesome exchanges here and there. But then finally, high fly flow and Tanahashi wins. This was absolutely fucking incredible. We'll get into post-match just in a minute. I loved this match. It was very Never-style. So maybe I didn't get the super Never-style match between Evil and Tama. That's all right. It was telling its own story, and we got some progression with that Never-title. It's fine. But all you people like me hungry for this kind of Never-style match and all that kind of stuff, you get it here in Tanahashi versus Ishii. This match fucking ruled uh ishii looked like a bajillion dollars because tanahashi makes him look awesome and uh ishii sells and bumps like crazy for mr tanahashi too it is awesome stuff i loved it what do you think well obviously this is one of my favorite matches that i saw on the show it's fantastic and um you know we haven't talked about in a while but like the ishii match style like the strong style Ishii match is it usually it kind of has a formula to it. And part of the formula is like big, long sequences that are then repeated by the opponent. And they do that in this match. And they, what's amazing about those mirror spots is what I call them is mirror spots. It's like a big, long sequence mm-hmm. of stuff that then they do in reverse. And like, but it's always a little different. Like, for example, if Ishii does a couple chops, but the other guy does kicks, then that guy will do kicks in place of the chops or whatever. You know, it's like it's this big, long sequence thing. And by the time they repeat the sequence, you had forgotten all of the stuff they did in order, the order of it. So it's hard to, like, pick out sometimes. But, man, they fucking crush it here. They also do some really weird stuff that I've never seen before that is just, like, 
works so well in the match. For example, Tanahashi gets up on the, the you know, corner up the climb up the top rope, do a high fly flow or something, and Ishii just headbutts the shit out of him. And and it's a double down. It's at the spot in the match where a, you know one of the first or second double downs would be. But but Tanahashi's on the ropes, dead. Like yep. he's dead. It's fucking cool. I've never seen a double down done that way. So that was neat. Um, because they're usually kind of the same thing over and over again, which was, it was kind of neat to see something different there. Uh, you're right. That superplex was huge. It was awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. it, like, like Tanahashi got an extra foot, like kind of back like a little bit and really kicked up. That was like, that was a good one, man. Um, while like, you know, Ishii's getting, doing his like fire up things, right. Where, you know, the guy's hitting his signature moves on him and all of a sudden Ishii fires up and he hits a fucking sling blade on, on oh yeah i love this it was so fun i mean like you said it used to be and maybe i'm wrong about this but i just feel like that new japan used to have a lot more of this kind of match you know just yeah. like you know every other match was this kind of match and so um and that's maybe why back in the day i didn't like the tag matches as much because they weren't like this you know and and i i you know the juniors aren't always like this but they can be and so i don't know i was just really happy like you said it did scratch that itch that we've been missing and uh i think this is fantastic and i can't wait to see i think tanahashi versus moxley will be a very a very different match and you know here's the real question though what's where who's shooter gonna root for I mean, <laughs> oh man, think of that conflict. Yeah, that's actually torn too. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> All right, so let's let's go into the post match because something lame potentially almost happened because Chase Owens oh. comes out and I'm thinking like, bitch, are you for real? You just won the tag titles. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. And you think like, I think everyone thinks like what we, what we do or what, what I did. I was like, he's going to ask for that U.S. title shot he never got, did he? Isn't he? And I'm like, fuck, that's lame. They better have something fucking better than that. And then out comes this big dude in a balaclava. And if you didn't guess who it was, you quickly will, because he straight away puts uh, Tanahashi in the, what does he call that move? Friction. Friction. There you go. Boom. Hits hits Tanahashi with the pulp friction. The mask balaclava comes off. And holy fucking shit. By the way, he's, this guy's also wearing a like a, a denim vest with ball club on the back. So, you know, <laughs> just to make you make sure everyone knows this guy is now Juice Robinson <laughs> is now yeah. Juice. Holy shit. Juice Robinson is in bullet club. Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, like, like no one expected that. Uh, like we keep, we've been hearing for ages, or well, this rumor that uh, Juice Robinson's going to retire, all this kind of stuff. But uh, I don't know. This makes me feel like he's sticking around for a bit uh, oh, because yeah. uh, they've he's given him. Yeah. Hell yeah, man! Which is awesome. Uh, he's too young to retire. He's in of the time of his life. Like get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> But even even you and I were just like, oh, he's retiring, really? Oh, okay. So uh, he, he, they, he worked everyone. Well done, Mr. Juice Robinson. This is a good opportunity for him. I hope he doesn't get lost in the shuffle. I don't think he will. Uh, I think because, you know, he's a pretty good wrestler. And also, he is a guy that really loves Tanahashi. So for him to come out 
and turn, join Bullet Club, and it's perfect to do it on Tanahashi. Hell, that's how Bullet Club fucking started. So there's a lot of callbacks <laughs> to Bullet Club in this show. So, you know, the show wasn't done going, oh, you want some want some more cool storyline shit? All right, here you go. Boom. Awesome. So I, I really liked it. It felt really different and interesting, especially since uh, Juice and Jay have had history in the past. So I guess they've buried the hatchet. Uh, what what do you think of this? Also, uh, tell us about if if you did watch it, the uh, the backstage comments, I guess by uh, yes, it, Juice as well. Unfortunately, it wasn't very exciting. It was just him basically saying, you know, kind of what you said, a little bit different. He was like, listen, if you're wondering why I did that to Tanahashi, have you watched New Japan Wrestling? Have you watched me in this promotion? You know, because yeah. he's basically saying that, you know, he's had beef with Tanahashi. He's built resentment to with him over a long time because they've oh, he's like, he's like, did you think I was going to, but, you know, take the plays from coach Taguchi my whole career, like that kind of shit. It's pretty good. It's just not, yeah. it's not entertaining in the same way that it usually is. So, uh, which is great. We've been begging for them to give Juice Robinson something to do. So here we go. Yeah. We got something for him to do. I'm happy about that. Also, he stole the uh the title but he gave it to somebody he like dragged this girl you know the, like new japan worker or something like pulls her into the camera frames come here you give this to tanahashi and tell him i'll take it from some other time or something like that so you know he's obviously trying to get a claim to that um but the uh, the thing that i was thinking as soon as this happened you know we had a new member of bullet club i mean this just even cemented more to me, I mean, I tweeted it. It was a very popular tweet, Luke, and it said, uh, looks like Jay White has been doing some recruiting because that is what's going oh, yeah. on here. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, if he isn't fucking here, he's coming back soon, you know? And, and I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, I am, we are big fans of Jay White. We're going to talk about him more, obviously, but like, oh my God. I was really starting to get excited here, like thinking, oh boy, this could be, this could be it, you know? So. Yep. Oh, my goodness. And here we go. Uh, I'm going to let uh, Mr. Andy take most of the reins of this uh, Naito Okada match. And I'm just going to say I enjoyed this match. I know some people, including yourself, might be going, oh, it's not an Okada match. How's Luke going to, going to <laughs> react to this? Uh, quite favorably, uh, I, I also thought the finish was fucking awesome. And yeah. And kind of different and cool. I liked it, and I also had it in the back of my mind that there's no way Naito wins. So there was that. So that kind of cushioned the blow for me to kind of like sit back and go, you know what, Luke, just just enjoy the match. And that's kind of what I did. But you know, let's 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 give it let's uh, give it its due here, Mr. Andy. It is a really good heavyweight title match. I I dug it. So everyone, if I dug it, then it must have been pretty damn good <laughs> take us through it Mr. Danny well you know we have our entrances and Naito obviously takes a really long time to get oh, ready yeah. as usual and Okada and the crowd they just wait patiently you know Okada doesn't let it get in his head you know but nope. this is interesting the way the stock starts like the crowd they clap their hands um off before like they even lock up in this match like before they even lock up they've already clapped like as much as they could possibly ever clap 
It's the equivalent <laughs> of like a match just starting and the the fans are like, this is awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll only way cooler. So uh, it's yep. uh, so it's obviously it's a real slow, methodical pace like you'd expect. And Naito keeps, it, it, you know, we talked about uh, Okada matches. Okada will roll out and, you know, kind of put his opponent over and kind of rethink things. Well, Naito is doing that. And he keeps rolling out of the ring, like just in different, like every time Okada is trying to get to him, he just rolls out of the ring. It's pretty fun. Little mind games, you know, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, he, but because basically that draws uh, Okada out to the outside where he uses the bear case to gain an advantage. And Naito um, is stealing Okada's shit a little bit there. So neck breaker on the floor. Um, then it's neck work from Naito in the ring. Neck breaker on the apron. Uh, draping neck breaker in the corner we get this leg lock um for the rope break spot and naito doesn't know how to break his own hole that's so sad that he yeah out, you know? so, <laughs> i love that there's all kinds of great wrestling and uh we can start to get a comeback from okada when he hits an awesome big boot um and then uh that's a double down okada takes over gets all the stuff in naito gets drop kicked off the top uh turnbuckle and takes a tremendous bump to the outside and then we're on the outside, and it's big moves. And uh, this big open space in between the seats and the ring on one side. Um, they're just, you know, doing moves on the floor out there. Um, there's a count out, but Okada takes Naito into the ring. But here is a big problem, Luke. So the guardrails have this little gate, right? And you got to yeah. open the gate to get through there, right? And so, like, babyface wrestlers, they close the gate. You know what I mean? Because they yep. remember being a young lion and how important and how much you get yelled yeah. at for that gate not being closed, right? Especially with COVID going on. And so Okada just walks right through the gate and leaves it open. What a piece of shit. <laughs> That's disrespectful to everyone. So, um, But then he redeems himself by hitting an absolutely massive, huge missile drop kick off the top rope to Naito that was just the best missile drop kick you've ever seen. Um, there's a money clip and a rope break, elbow and a snap zoom. And Naito comes back with the combination cabron and a Gloria for two. He, there's a leg lock on Okada's neck for the rope. Uh, Super Rana is countered by a power bomb. So Okada, you know, like... Uh, Naito's going for the Frankensteiner and Okada just power bombs him off the second rope. Like, oh shit. Yep. Can I also say, like, money clips usually stall a match and stop it for me. This one, there is not very much money clipping going on at all. Oh. Might, might have elevated that this match to me because I hate that move. So uh, it's very light on the money clips, which is something I noticed and made me appreciate and like the match more. Yeah. Well, I think that. You know, Okada's plan was just to do his normal shit, and Naito's plan was to just fuck his neck up. And so, like, that didn't, you know, doing money clips doesn't match up with that story. So, you know, it, it worked out well as far as that goes, because I know how you hate that. So, um, let's see here. Um, there's, like, it's finish uh, reversal time, and this goes on for a bit until Okada hits uh, two Rainmakers right in a row, and you're like, oh, boy. Is a ridiculous shotgun drop kick, and Naito does the Kikitaru cell, which is where like you just you flip over into the ropes and just like land in the ropes, kind of just leaning yeah. up against them, and he just stayed there. <laughs> it's great. There's this <laughs> tremendous comedy Japanese wrestler named Kikitaro. <laughs> he does that in all his matches. It's fantastic. So, <laughs> um, 
Then it's like Elbow Strike Fest from Naito, Esperanza, reversals of the Destino for a quick two count, uh, a second Destino's counter by a tombstone, and then it's Rainmaker, and another. But that's countered by a cool arm trap pin that uh, that Naito does. Then he does the like rolling Pele kick thing, and uh, but a drop kick from uh, Okada, landslide from Okada, Destino from Okada, or, or Destino, but Okada kicks out. Now here we are, big big finish. Okada's just kicked out of the Destino. Naito's like, well, I know what I gotta do. He goes to the top rope, hits the fucking insane shooting star press. Okada rolls out of the way. And we're getting real deep into this match, man. And this is like the magic time right here. Oh, you yeah. Know, Rainmaker for a miss. They do the Bouye spot, and the crowd is like, their claps are echoing through this cavernous dome. And uh, and so they're clapping. You know, along with these, these, it's just, it's magic, man. And uh, and so then they start slapping the shit out of each other, the wrestlers. And uh, Okada hits Insiguri, and this type of like flosion move that like is a shout out. Both those moves are shout out to Inoki, and Inoki uh, isn't for the win after a rainmaker, and uh, Naito sells to the back. Yep. Really, like I like the match. I really liked. The finish too, because it was kind of different, and it's the 50th anniversary year, and he pulls out some Anoki shit. That was really cool. That was a good match, and I'm getting a little worried. Like I don't, I don't think you were at all. But uh, as I said earlier, Carter's talking post match. Yeah, you know, I'm the winningest. I'm the best. Thanks for coming. All this kind of stuff. Make the crowd happy. <laughs> and I'm looking at my watch. Well, no, I'm not really. I'm looking at my wrist as if I was looking at a watch and thinking like, oh, okay, he's going to talk forever. I think this is it, dude. I send that to you. And just when I, just when I'm just like, all right, are they going to just crush the backstage stuff or just crush the commentator or something? Uh, fucking music hits that I've wanted to hear hit in Japan for fucking ages. It's Switchblade Jay White. Not only did uh, Switchblade come out, Bullet Club comes out. Not all of Bullet Club, though. I guess uh, I guess they're make, trying to make a distinction now between Bullet Club and House of Torture, uh, which I don't mind. That's fine. But yeah, so minus the uh, minus the guys from House of Torture, all of Bullet Club comes out, and uh, you know, of course, <laughs> of course, Okada's going to eat a Blade Runner, <laughs> and he has to lay lay there while. Uh, Jay cuts this freaking awesome promo. All of, you know, you know, I think the Good Brothers have a bit of a chat too. Like, it's it, they're back, baby. Bullet Club, we're here. We're stronger than ever. And Jay Weiss is like, oh, by the way, Juice Robinson's out there as well. Like, the, this whole faction of Bullet Clubs there, the ones with gold have the gold. And, the, you know, they're all showing off. Like, yeah, we're in Bullet Club. We're fucking back, baby. And out, not only are we back, our freaking leader's back. And we're yes. all behind that's the so, key. You're right. It's like, yes, all this cool shit happens, but Jay White's there. And and uh, when when Carl Anderson gets the mic, he like runs down the history of Bullet Club and he sings happy birthday to Bullet Club. And then he confirms, just like Strap says it. He's like, and our leader is here and our leader is the best wrestler in the world, Jay White. And I'm like, yeah, fucking it. Yeah. It's like, OK. We, I mean, this is so exciting. They did the tease, you know, where like they're like, oh, you know, maybe he's not coming out. But I mean, everything on the show points to this, and this is what yeah. happens. 
you know, um, it's incredible, man. It's so fun to see Gato get a little revenge in Okada too, because he's the one that throws the first punch at Okada's back. You know? <laughs> and they scuffle a little, and then it's Blade Runner. Uh, that's amazing. And they all stand over Okada, and you know, Jay needs that title back. And like, usually when Bullet Club guys come in and do this kind of stuff, and and they're trying to rule the world, they usually win that title. I thought it wouldn't happen till Wrestle Kingdom, but. I think Jay's going to win that title at Dominion. We'll talk about, you know, matches at Dominion. But Luke, uh, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk about Jay White since Wrestle Kingdom last year because he hasn't really been on the shows that we watch. And so it's so exciting to get him back. And this is, you know, I, I mean, tell me, I don't know. Like, I'm feeling very happy. I'm feeling like all our hard work is paid off and that, like, this is validating if that makes any sense, like this is yeah. good for mental health. <laughs> so, you know, um, I started it. You started watching New Japan regularly through World in 2016. I'm I'm about a year and a half later, part midway through 2017. But we're watching it through some amazing times, right? It's it's fucking New Japan's just going off. It's amazing. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone loves it. We start a podcast for it. And we're in this weird limbo COVID era, which even slowed down storylines. I'm sure we had some stuff because we had to get something like the evil turn, uh, the eventual show turn, things like that. But major story stuff uh, either hasn't happened or they'd planted seeds for it ages ago, but couldn't really capitalize on it yet because travel, COVID, all this kind of stuff. And, oh, my God, I'm just... Everything feels open now. Like uh, I, I said to you, I probably didn't even say it once. I probably said it several times. I'm like, everyone's back now. Everyone, even Juice is here. Where is Jay? This doesn't make any sense. I just wanted Jay right so bad in Japan because he's our boy. We love him. We want, and we just want more. He was like the one major ingredient of new japan that hadn't been there for a while and now he's back and all is right with the world <laughs> yeah it feels that way and like this show i mean i've said it the last three shows that we've been like building to some kind of line of demarcation and i think this is actually and maybe i'll say that again after best mm-hmm. of super juniors but i feel like this is the end of the COVID era this is a landmark show like in line in the sand you know, and uh, man, it felt great. Uh, like I said, it's very validating and vindicating for all of our hard work that maybe New Japan will be cool again and people will listen to our show. <laughs> but also, I just enjoy this wrestling product so much. It's my favorite. It's always yep. been my favorite since I found it. So, like, you know, it's just, I mean, this was such a great experience. I loved the show. And the fact that there was people on Twitter alongside of us, the crowd was insane and all the cool shit that happened and, and the, the message of hope. <laughs> it's just, yes. It's, I mean, uh, it's, well, it's a night clear, where, you know? where the Bullet Club heels kind of stand tall all night. But yeah, that overriding message of hope of, Hey, we're back, baby. Yeah, back to business as usual. So. Yeah. Oh, man. Back to business as usual. So much so that if you look at the uh, Best of Super Junior cards starting next week, there's at least three tag matches. Then we get into all the tag, all the tournament matches. So I'm glad there's only three tag matches per show. But, 
you know, we're going to ca- cover them in the, in, uh, in, the, in the quick style so we can get to those singles. Oh, no, no. I was talking to Alexis Montes. He said he's going to cover the tag matches. We don't have to worry about it. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. I remember uh, the pre, pre-tournament tag matches are the things <laughs> that he watches New Japan for, and he loves them. <laughs> and, dude, that's not even all we have to talk about because glad we gave it the extra day. Because, uh, you know, uh, there's news, there's further news, because on June 12th, it will be New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion in Osaka Joe Hall, and we have four matches already signed for it. Now, you could say five, because the winner of the best of Super Juniors is probably going to take on Ishimori here, but we don't know who's won that yet, so why advertise it, but... Let's just run through this card, Mr. Andy. We got a rematch for the King of Pro Wrestling's trophy, which is going to rule. It's Shingo Takagi versus uh, Tai Chi. Hells yeah. Uh, we loved that match so much that we were just like, uh, rematch, please? Please? Uh, yeah, we want to see what those two can cook up next. Uh, the next match that's being announced, which is definitely no surprise, it is Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens versus Okan on the cob. So uh, I think that's going to be a good match, and it's, we're going to get more Hoss shit with uh, Cobb and Farley in the in 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 the. Uh, oh, well, I guess there's no real lead up to this. This is just going to happen at Dominion because next is the best of Super Juniors, but a lot more Farley and Cobb. Yeah, I can I can dig that. And oh, Great Khan beating the shit out of Chase Owens. Fuck yeah, man! Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> then we've got, of course, uh, a match I am greatly looking forward to, and I think. Yeah, it could be like a, a super banger here, and it's Tamatonga's first run as a singles champion. I think uh, you'll be able to, you and everyone yeah. else will correct me if I'm wrong, but it will be Tamatonga versus Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Fuck yes. Hook that up to my veins. I'm excited for that. Let's do it. And then the fourth match that has been announced is Kazuchika Okada versus. King Switch himself, Jay White. So, yeah. can you sell? Can you sell Dominion with those four matches? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can because they all sound <laughs> awesome. They all sound fresh and awesome. I know the Shingo Taichi one's a rematch, but what'll make that fresh is they'll use different stipulations. So that's gonna freshen that up. But yeah, apart from that, like I know Carter and Jay White's happened before, but we haven't seen that for ages. So that feels kind of fresh. Never seen Tamatonga, Carl Anderson, and Farley Owens versus Kobe Khan. Yep. Man, things have opened up. We're getting fresh feuds, fresh matchups. <sighs> That's just like a happy sigh, everyone, by the way. It's not like, <sighs> you Jiro. It's more like, <laughs> oh, you make me so happy, New Japan. Thank you. Man, this show fucking ruled. Uh, maybe not from top to bottom, but, you know, it, it definitely got good. And stayed good. And, man, uh, uh, the crowd made it. The Twitter interactions made it. The wrestlers just freaking smashed it. What a great show. What amazing things we have to look forward to in the future, man. Which Out of those Dominion matches, is there, is there any one in particular that draws your eye? You, you might be like me with the Okada J, but... Yeah, that's I all know, I the, care about. The Dark Horse like, here just... for me, that could potentially i don't know maybe still a show for me because i'm just the, the never open nerd i guess but i want to see tamatonga carl anderson big time i can't wait for it yeah 
That'll be fine. It'll be foolish shenanigans too. It'll be. Oh it'll yeah, Tongaloa is going to come out with Tamatonga, and you know Luke Gallows is going to come out with Carl Anderson. Sure. There's going to be some shit going down. Hell yeah. I hope they don't have a singles match. Oof. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I just would. I just you know, when we're in the magic time, the final minutes of that match versus uh, Okada versus uh, you know uh, Jay White, I'm going to be you know, expecting Jay White to win. And I'm going to be expecting like Abushi to walk out after that and challenge him. And, you know, and I'm expecting Jay Jay White to win that match too. So I think this is the first feud that Okada's had since getting that title where I'm like, okay, I could see a title change here. I wouldn't be surprised if they keep it on Okada, but I think I could see a title change happening here. Yeah. I hope so, man. I mean, I know that, the real story is Okada getting it to Wrestle Kingdom, but how? What if Okada's him? It, the story is him failing to do that. You know what I mean? That's okay with me. I'm cool with that yep. story too. But uh, all that stuff is really exciting, Luke. But um, our next episode will be something a little different. You know, we're, we're obviously going to cover Best of Super Juniors, but that's going to be a couple. You know, like two weeks from now. So um, we got to do something in between. And we know that Taka has been putting in his time. He's been jobbing the fuck out right and left. Takataichi Mania 2.5 is on May 6th. And guess what time it's on, Luke? What time? 5.30 in the evening. So I'm probably going to watch Takataichi Mania live. So uh, In the evening? Yeah, yeah. It's uh that's eight thirty in the morning for you. So I don't know why it's that time, but that's that's what they put on this on the thing here. I could Where is that happening? In Japan. Wow, that's a That's the only time they would it's the only space he could get time to do it, I guess. I don't know. That's weird. That's what it says. Oh man. I do not care. Uh do we have um, I think we, I think they announced matches for Takataichi Mania 2.5. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guess uh, who's going to be there? Eagle Mask. He's going to fucking be there. Remember him? Yeah, I do. But uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Gato is going to be on the show. So that's pretty cool. So, June Kasai is going to be there tagging with Hanma. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I think I put a bunch of the matches out on the, the, instagram or whatever but uh yeah it's gonna be an exciting show oh yeah okay so we got uh oops, sorry kanamaru and uh taka michinoku versus kato and dick togo that'll be fantastic that's uh, <laughs> gonna rule desperado and um and desperado has history with junkasai by the way so desperado and um doki versus junkasai and uh, hanma apparently junkasai is the guy that broke uh Desperado's like jaw, jaw. And so ever yeah. yeah, and ever since then, that's why Desperado does that punch. So, um, right. then we have uh, some just tap out guy. I think it's the really really tall guy versus Suzuki. Oh. I'm pretty sure it's him. So like, there's a bunch of cool shit. That was one of the best shows we covered. So we're gonna do this one, and it's funny that we already covered Takataichi Mania three, and for some reason this one's two point five. So <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fun too. There's gonna to be some Joshis on the show. Uh there's I think gonna be at least one or two strong hearts guys maybe hovering around, uh Glee guys. It's gonna be super fun. It's going to yeah, and it's just like a 
a Suzuki Goon love fest is pretty much what Takataichi Mania is. So if you're a lover of Suzuki Goon, uh, these shows are actually for you. You would get a lot of fun and a, a kick out of it. And like the last time we did Takataichi Mania three, three, we found out about the awesome road to wrestling that uh, Doki had taken. Yeah. I've just turned 18. Bye. I'm going to Mexico. Whoa. Yep. <laughs> Fucking awesome story right there. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. I can't wait. And then the week after, we've got the freaking best of Super Juniors. Holy shit. And, man, like, uh, and then, like, two weeks after Dominion is Forbidden Door. So, uh, busy summer, man. So, it's going to be a good one. I'm excited. You know, spring is sprung. You know, the uh, the message of spring, the feeling is hope, and that's where we're at right now. So, it's exciting, man. Um, yep. But uh, we got a little treat for you here at the end of the show. Um, after we wrap it up, there's going to be an interview. Luke, what is this? It's an interview with a referee named Sean O'Brien. Now, uh, you may have seen on the Tweety recently uh, via clips, or you might have actually watched the match itself. It happened at Glory Pro Wrestling. It happened between Minaro Suzuki and Jake something. Uh, they had a match. And it was refereed by Sean O'Brien. And uh, we interviewed Sean O'Brien. We wanted to pick his brain. We wanted to ask him all about refereeing a Suzuki match, how it come about, what's he like, uh, how much of it was planned versus just, just happened, all that kind of cool stuff. And, yeah, that's coming up after uh, we stopped talking shit. It was a really fun interview. <laughs> It's a really fun interview. He's a really uh, nice guy, very talkative, which is exactly what you want for an interview as well, someone who, who can talk. So, yeah, man, I I had a, I had a blast doing it, just uh, talking to him. And just I guess I don't think I've really talked to someone on the ref side of things before, like, and what do they think about, how do they put matches together, things like that. So it was really interesting shit. And we hope you guys find it interesting too. Yeah, uh, we're gonna. I think we're gonna try to do more stuff like that in the future. Just little extra things. It'll never be. It's never gonna like affect the main show. It'll just be little extra things, you know, that maybe are related to what's going on or not, but will always be related to New Japan. So yep. I don't know. It's kind of fun, and I think it was successful. So I hope you guys enjoy that. But man, what an episode, Luke! What a what a time to be alive, you know. It's Definitely what a time to be alive. And also, I'm going to switch it up for the end this week because I'm on a high and he's back. So, in Switchblade, Jay White, we trust. Just breathe. All right, folks. Well, we don't usually do interviews, but today we uh, decided we got to bring someone on. Luke was happy enough to oblige me, and we are bringing on today referee sean o'brien from the united states what's going on sean hey what is up andy i appreciate you having me on man uh it's been a while since we've done this we used to do this quite a bit so yeah glad Luke, uh, we used to be on podcasts all the time and you know sean is a notorious uh kind of podcast type uh guy in fact he's on no, the I, on, I, 
podcast whore. Go ahead. I, okay, that was that was where I was going with that. Yes, <laughs> he is one hundred percent podcast whore. Former and, uh, former podcast whore. So, but tonight, then tonight Jeremy, you're our podcast whore. So I'm your. What, you know, every every now and then I got to make an exception, <laughs> but but I got to shout out my guy Jeremy Nickerson. He turned a whore into a housewife. So oh wow okay. Down. That you put is a ring your on it, you know? podcast partner on the <laughs> I've Got Your Five Stars podcast where you can catch Sean every week reviewing independent pro wrestling and stuff like that. And often you were on the shows um, and you guys do a great job. But uh, we wanted to have you on today, Sean. You, you know, obviously I know you from IWA Mid-South and the Midwest and seeing you at every other promotion that there is out here you know, ICW, Unsanctioned Pro, Paradigm Pro, and many, many, many others. But you also worked at Glory Pro recently, and mm-hmm. you got to ref a match uh, with Minoru Suzuki in it. So we wanted to talk to you about that. So. <laughs> yeah, I, and I couldn't be more happy to because um, before we, like, really, really get into it, <clears throat> that match was something that, like, I needed to make happen, I felt like. You know what I mean? Um, and then to, to really kind of get into it on like some deeper level stuff, like the, the first, um, so the first show that he was announced on that I was slated to be at, we'll put it that way. Um, he was announced against Calvin Tankman at WrestleMax. Nice. Right. Um, and that is a company that I'm a regular at. Um, however, um, so WrestleMax had announced the date and I was, sold i was gonna be there hadn't announced that suzuki was a part of the show or anything like that but um just announced the date cool i'll be there well then um it was probably about a week or so later they'd announced that mickey knuckles and sadika match um and and me just knowing um how sadika matches can go sometimes <laughs> um i i had a um i just had like a a maybe a premonition or like, you know, whatever you want to call it um, of like, if something bad were to go down and I missed that show or that match in specific, uh, then I would never, I would never be able to live it down. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, now, and just, so I, uh, I got to stop you for a sec, just to fill people in because you're, t- you know, Sean, uh, you are, you know, prolific at refing matches of all types including deathmatch yes. type situations quite frequently. So, yeah. you know, you're kind of talking about that type of thing. And and also you mentioned earlier that you wanted to get a match. You know, uh, some people don't know this, but, you know, when there's usually a, a collection of refs at a show, you know, maybe two, maybe one, maybe three. And, you know, mm-hmm. you guys got to divvy the matches up. And sometimes that gets heated, right? You get some zebra on zebra violence. <laughs> no normally uh i'm with a pretty good crew and we're all pretty uh pretty you know easy to work with as far as that goes um every now and then man me and aaron grider have gotten the blows no (laughs) (laughs) um but uh but yeah exactly what what you were saying jamie and you know sometimes uh the the cookie just doesn't crumble in your favor you know what i mean uh whether it be hurts me inside that you just called me jeremy i mean not only did you know oh, you marry you marry him but now you're see? calling me him while you're cheating on him that is <laughs> fucked up dude fucked up just straight <laughs> happy what, and, and, uh, and what, what makes it even worse is i was literally just talking to jeremy before i got here with you guys so. i mean i guess that's your excuse 
you know, but whatever. But uh, I'm sorry, now, Drew. I'm it's so okay. sorry. <laughs> now, Luke, you you've met Suzuki before, right? I have. It was tell me about like that. it was. We had a house show uh, in 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 Australia, and after the house show, like some of the wrestlers were just hanging out. Uh, Mind you, most of the, the party guys and the Bullet Club guys all went off to go party and stuff. But there was quite a few wrestlers still, <laughs> still hanging around. And one of them was uh, Minoru Suzuki. So we, my wife and I go up to him. We're really nervous because it's Suzuki. And I guess we're in other T-shirts. <laughs> I think I had an Ishii one on or something like that. And no, he's pretty much – he was like, at least to me, I guess it's because we're fans. He was an absolute uh, teddy bear. <laughs> Not only that, because we're giving him 20 bucks for a photo, he's not going to really, like, snarl at us or anything. But, yeah, it was just really surprising to see, like, all right, we've seen him just chop the shit out of someone uh, on the show. Now, afterwards, mind you, he's hanging out in just, like, tracksuit pants and uh, flip-flops. That's all he's got. <laughs> That's all he has on. <laughs> he's just hanging out like that. And, yeah, he was he was wonderful. He was really nice. It was a really good f- kind of f- fan experience. Yeah. Now, so Sean, you wanted this match really bad. You know about Suzuki, right? You know, uh, and and uh, you needed to be at this deathmatch show. I'm sorry. Tell us how that connects to everything. Okay. So, yeah, it ended up, you know, having to be over there um, at the ICW No Host Bar show. Um, Kev, KLD, the, the promoter for WrestleMax, announced literally – Maybe a day or two after I told him, hey, I, I can't make it, they announced Suzuki, and I was just like, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, sure enough, had to miss that one. But Glory Pro had him uh, two days later um, for Glory Pro against Davey Richards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and of course, I was booked on that one, ended up going to that show. Um, and I got to meet Suzuki, and I got to actually meet him at that show talked to him for a second, got a picture with him and stuff. Uh, uh, just like you were saying, Luke, he couldn't be cooler, man. Like, he's just uh, a normal dude um, that, <laughs> you know, deep down inside would murder you in a million yeah. different <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's fantastic. Uh, so, it, you know, it, it's funny, on a quick side note, it's funny how all the most scariest-looking dudes in professional wrestling – tend to be the most nicest. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're overcompensating because they know everyone they come up against, you know, just walked up to is like, no, they, they're thinking about dying as soon as they're talking to them. You know, it could be that, you know, I'm not sure. But, so, uh, but, uh, but going back to, I wasn't fortunate enough to get that glory pro against Davey. Um, gotcha. so, but watched it. It was an incredible match, man. Just to be there and, and, you know, be in the atmosphere you know, the, the crowd, it was probably about a crowd of 500, um, you know, hearing them sing Suzuki's theme song and all that, man, just incredible. So, um, and then there's other matches that are uh, happening. Well, he goes back across overseas and then they end up announcing a second tour and I'm like, awesome. Or his second American tour or whatever. Um, and I'm like, awesome, cool. Let's see what happens with this one. Um, and like, matches are getting announced that i'm just like dude like that's so cool like i i was such a big mark for when they announced suzuki and uh, isaiah broner because uh, i love isaiah man he's such a like he's a good dude but he's so fun to watch in the ring and he's one of my favorites to watch and so i knew that match was just going to be incredible 
um, and, you know, a few others and stuff. And then luckily glory announced that he was going to be coming back. And I was like, hell yeah, can I miss this show? Um, and, uh, so, but I just kind of kept my fingers crossed and hoped that, uh, Brendan Toll was doing something else because he lives in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a ref I, that always gets those matches. Right? He's, yeah. So. Well, he's, he's, he, well, hold on. <laughs> on his name there, Drew. He's <laughs> he very is, good. He's very he good. Yeah. Impact senior referee, I believe. Um, and then he's also, you know, other places doing other things. He used to be signed by Evolve and stuff. Um, but uh, Brandon, and then he lives in that St. Louis area. Um, so he ended up, um, he'll show up at glory from time to time if, if he's not doing anything else. Um, and, uh, for this one in particular that the Suzuki and, um, and Davey match, he ended up being there and he got that match, you know, it was cool. Um, but I was hoping fingers crossed. And then <laughs> it was funny cause on my way down there, I got a little bit more giddier cause I, was scrolling and I saw that Impact happened to have a show that same night. So I was like, "Oh, well, look at that!" <laughs> so um, he's gonna and, be busy. Hell yeah! Right, right. So there's a chance. And so, and sure enough, uh, ended up getting the match. And um, yeah, man, I was, I was a huge ball. I hadn't been that nervous before. I walked through a curtain uh, for a match um, since I worked with Orange Cassidy. That was probably the last time. Okay. Um, just because I'm, I'm real big. I don't have a lot of goals. I think we've talked about this before, Drew. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of goals like in this business. I <clears throat> really just kind of want to make it a full-time job and that's really it. Um, but there are certain workers who I'm like, yo, like, I wonder how I would handle, you know, psychology wise and just handle movements and different things and situations in the ring with that specific wrestler in the ring. Orange Cassidy was one of the first ones that I had ever had that thought. Um, got that match. Um, and it was awesome, man. It was so cool. Um, and then, of course, Suzuki was another one, man, whenever he was doing all these matches. And I was just like, yo, I, I would love it if I, could, if I could get one of those. And sure enough, man, uh, Suzuki and Jake something was the one that I got. And uh, it was incredible. Just the whole experience was just amazing. <laughs> well, I'm interested to hear... You know, if you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit about what, like, calling the match, what that process was like. Because, you know, you had a spot in the match, so you had to be involved. And sometimes the ref's involved in calling the match, right? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> what, what you were referring to, uh, that wasn't called or planned at all. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Even so, better. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> but... Um, as far as like calling us, yeah, I don't mind talking about that at all, man. Like kayfabe is dead brother, you know? <laughs> no, but, so, Fair enough. um, but I'm trying to keep it alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You just said you're not. So. A little bit. I mean, you know, sometimes look, Hey, yeah. listen, if there's, there's like something. a cheating spot going on in the ring and I'm mm -hmm. over like with the boys watching the match, you know, it's a curtain sellout or something and they're doing some cheating in the ring. I'll disappear real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> just to keep some small little bit of kayfabe alive. Fair like, <laughs> Fair well, you would hate New Japan, you know? So, <laughs> and this refs just get jobbed out right and left, you know? So, and that's definitely something that uh, Suzuki will do in his matches. Uh, he'll yes. he'll bring out a chair, and he doesn't even care if the referee's looking or if the referee's too close to him. He'll uh, give him a shove or uh, grab his fingers and... <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> all that kind of stuff too. So, That's, you know, he's 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 known cool. for kind of incorporating the ref in some ways in his matches like that. Yeah, and that's that's even more fun because I was wondering, and I, I I may be wrong, and if anybody's tuning in wants to correct me, please, by all means, but I feel like here in America, like I was really the first ref that he interacted with, you know what I mean? Um, and I wondered, if he, I wondered if he did that a lot, like, and so it kind of makes sense, like, for, for you to say that, that he, he likes to, you know, play with his refs and stuff, which I love guys who do that anyway. Um, some of my best friends in the business, and I know that we've talked about this, Drew, but some of my favorite, like some of my favorite people to work with, some of my best friends outside of the business are people who will mess with me the most in the ring. Um, so yeah, I, I love that stuff. But um Well, your favorite fans are the ones that mess with you and you're the ring too, right? Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um but as far as calling it and stuff. Uh, man, Suzuki is is just super OG when it comes to like everything. He's he's a vet's vet, man. Like he's been wrestling for years, and you can tell it. Um, him and Jake really didn't call that much. Um, they called. I feel like it, it was more so that they were calling like moments instead of spots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what they were like building to. And then, uh, you know, of course the the. Um, lead into the finish, like the go home spot into the finish, was pretty much called. But like other than that, man, they really didn't call a whole lot. Um, so, but, but man, just being out there though, it was <laughs> you. You would never know it. You know what I mean? Like it was mm-hmm. just. It was such an incredible experience <laughs> on so many levels. <laughs> well, the, you know the best wrestlers, and you don't see that on the indies too often. You know, there's kind of special guys nowadays. Or guys that just go out there and do it, you know, and Suzuki kind of has a pretty simple move set, too. So, I mean, like if you're wrestling him, he's only going to do a few things, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't have too much to worry about. You just got to fucking have your timing down and, you know, and and uh, Jake something fantastic wrestler. You know, uh, Luke sure. asked me if that was a real person. So <laughs> well, he sent me the name Jake something. And I was like, did, did he like <laughs> did he not do his <laughs> Did you know, didn't I just Google Jake some? All oh, right, that is an actual wrestler's name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you got attacked by Suzuki. Tell me what happened. Tell me all about it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he uh, ended up. Uh, let's see. Was I think right before it was probably one of my favorite spots of the match, um, where uh, Jake is you know doing Jake things and uh, puts his arms up in the air. And says to the crowd, what's my name? They all respond back with something. And Suzuki goes, fuck you! And gives him a huge forearm. Nice. <laughs> I loved nice. it. And, uh, and Jake, Jake, just being a professional man, bumped his ass off of it. You know, pulled himself up by the rope. And he's sitting, like, on the apron. And then he just kind of rolls out. And he's like, nah, hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me gather myself after that. Um, and, uh, and sure enough, Suzuki chased him to the outside. Um, and he actually, and you can't really see this and, and I don't think commentary even caught it, um, which, you know, Hey, e- either way it goes. Cause if, if, if commentary caught it, obviously he would have had to put it over and then yeah. could have potentially buried me, but he didn't. So it was fine. <laughs> but, nice. um, there was a pin that was sitting on the table. Suzuki actually picked it up and that's what he was grinding into Jake something's head was a ink pen. <laughs> 
fantastic. That's funny. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> so, so yeah, he picked up this ink pen and he kind of looks at it and I'm like, what in the hell is this crazy? Guy? <laughs> and so, so I roll out there and he's, you know, stabbing him in the eye or whatever he was doing. And so I go to grab him, uh, just doing my job, trying to show some authority. And, uh, and I, I grab his arm and I pull him off of Jake and, uh, he sure enough, he turned his attention to me, uh, started, you know, kind of walking me down, uh, <laughs> waving his finger at me. And then, uh, and it, <laughs> the entire time I'm keeping the, you know, get back in the ring pose, like pointing at the ring, like, come on, please get back in. Please get in, you scary old please. man. <laughs> so, also, please uh, don't hurt me. <laughs> and uh, and he ends up grabbing the finger that I was pointing, uh, that I was using to point at the ring with, and he twisted it up underneath of my hand, um, and I am screaming at the top of my lungs, pulling on my shirt, like, hey, I'm the ref, dude. Let go of me. Let go. Let go. And uh, uh, what was the commentator's name? Shoot. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. I think it was like Ruthie, I think his name was. It was Ruthie or something. He, man, he did such a great job of calling that whole moment um, just because he went from like, you know, uh, Sean might not want to mess with Suzuki, but then again, <laughs> Suzuki, well, but hold on. But then again, Suzuki might not want to mess with Sean because oh. at one point he goes, Hey, now, don't do anything crazy. And I was like, yes, because that put over the fact that there are still rules. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah, he's grabbing my hand and he's pulling it and all that. But I'm still warning him like, yo, you will lose this fucking match, you know? <laughs> um, so it, it was a really cool moment. He let go of me, kind of, you know, straightened my shirt for me like the kind, sweet gentleman that he is and uh, <laughs> went back in the ring. <laughs> I mean, you know, as a referee, you're torn. You don't want to DQ Suzuki because he might kill you and because yeah. the fans paid to see him, right? Yep, exactly. And we were only five minutes in the match, maybe. <laughs> like, so, That's yeah, wow. it was crazy. It was, yeah, it was, it was amazing, man. And uh, just getting that small little interaction um, made every bit of all i mean it, even if i didn't get that interaction it still would have been worth it but just that right there it was just like this is incredible i loved it i love pro wrestling so much and i would just <laughs> i literally i so it's a four-hour drive back to my house from st louis um got back home uh and I, I i real quick um since we're talking about this specific show want to shout out peyton bowman he's a newer referee um and he's been doing a lot in the kentucky area He's starting to kind of spread his wings and get out of Kentucky. Um, and he um, he actually rode with me on this particular weekend to the Unsanctioned Show and to the Glory Pro Show. Got on both of them. Uh, got asked to come back to Unsanctioned. Um, so shout out to my guy Peyton, man. I was super proud of him. Uh, and I was oh, yeah. super happy that he made me look good. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, he's good dude. Good, real, real good dude. But uh, we got back from st louis to my house and i actually work at 5 30 in the morning um so we got back at about 3 30 and you know i probably could have took like an hour and a half power nap maybe two hour power nap but i was just so buzzing and so like yeah. all that and all the vibes and stuff i just there was no way i could fall asleep man <laughs> i actually watched the match as soon as i got home <laughs> 
um, cause it was already up on YouTube. Uh, and then I ended up watching it again, I think later that day or something. I, I watched that match about three times in one day. So, nice. so it's yeah. on YouTube. Folks can watch it on YouTube then, huh? That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Glory. Yeah. Glory Pro actually, um, they streamed this show live on YouTube for free. Uh, and then of course, once it was up, the replay was just left up. So, yep. And then I think it's also, there's a, a higher definition or some gimmick deal uh, that is also on high spots too. So, gotcha. Well, Luke, uh, you have a referee here. He's willing to talk shop. What is the question you've always wanted to ask a referee? You just put me on the spot now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he doesn't have my phone number like you do, Drew. <laughs> he could just text, hey, me, text me anytime he has psychology questions i used to stuff. have lots of questions like that but i mean yeah you know, yeah that's uh hey luke there's luke. a bus coming <laughs> <laughs> well if you if you don't have any questions for sean um i will uh as soon as he hangs up i'll be like oh shit i should have asked fucking okay this one and this, this that's pretty much how my brain <laughs> how my brain works but man it was just because I have not seen the full match, I saw I saw some clips and, and stuff of it, and I, I just I just love it too. Because this Jake something is this really big muscly guy, who, you know, like a, a lot of Suzuki opponents, looks a lot stronger than Suzuki. But man, they all put over that his chops and his uh, his forearms are stronger and louder than everybody else's. Yeah, <laughs> but I kind of. Oh. You also answered my, one of my questions was uh, about that uh, the finger bend spot. Uh, what was that planned, or did Suzuki just do that? So yeah, he just did it, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah, and uh, then you yeah. just you went along with it and responded to it as well. So you you, you know you kind of uh, <laughs> held your ref cool, I guess. In, in there, you didn't get murdered either. <laughs> right, right, and I didn't get murdered. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> funny thing that you mentioned since you since you brought up the chops and the forearms and stuff. <clears throat> they had a funny conversation in the back um, after the match. <laughs> and uh, Suzuki, he, he speaks English, but it's very broken. Yeah. <laughs> and he um, he was telling Jake, and they were kind of making fun of the, the chops. He was like, you chop me, thud. <laughs> he was like, I chop you, whip. <laughs> he goes, uh, he was like, great sound. Everybody here pointed his ear. Everybody here. Great sound. Nice. Great sound. He goes, but you chop, thud. No sound. <laughs> it hurt. <laughs> it hurt. <laughs> hurt. Looks like shit and hurts like hell. Awesome. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he was telling Jake. And then kind of gave him, you know, some tips and pointers. Like stuff like that, man. That, that's stuff that you can't, that money can't buy. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. It was, like I said, just a, a, a incredible experience. Plus, I mean, like that that was just one of the matches on that card. Like there were other matches on there that was just crazy. Even matches that I didn't even ref. You know what I mean? That was just incredible stuff. So yeah, yeah. But, well, uh, this is a New Japan show, Sean. So right. we're gonna talk. You know, you're right. This is... you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, but uh, well, I really appreciate you doing this, um, Luke. If yeah, you have too. any more questions, let me know. If not. We'll just wrap this up. This is just like a fun thing. I thought it'd be fun to start getting some folks on here that I know that have, uh, you know, had interactions in the ring with New Japan guys. 
and uh, start to kind of hear what that sounds like because that's that's a cool opportunity to hear something like that, and I yeah. appreciate it, Sean. No, yeah, for sure, and well, and like you said, especially since you know the the world is starting to open up again, and you know people are able to to cross borders and, and you know do stuff like that. So yeah, man, it's cool to see the new Japan guys uh, coming back into America because I remember right before the pandemic, um, I was on a show with Ren Narita who he was just a New Japan young guy at the time, and him and Aaron Williams had a, a clinic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, we, might, so, we might talk to him one day about that, actually. So Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and then now, you know, the the mecca of, of all New Japan wrestlers, I feel like, in my opinion, Minoru Suzuki is like, the. I mean, you can debate that with other people, you know what I'm saying, with Tanahashi and other people, but I, Suzuki is like, that's more or less who introduced me to New Japan. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah. So. Outstanding. All right. Well, um, I'll uh, kind of wrap this up here. We got uh, this Sean O'Brien. Uh, I'll uh, like so. SOP. Tell us. <laughs> that's right. S O P. No S P O. S P O. Oh God damn it! <laughs> I had one job. Now, 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 Luke. Uh, I, I have been one of my nicknames because I got many nicknames. People used to refer to me as SOB a lot, so yeah, <laughs> was that too? And, and referee man bun. I mean, you have many yeah. nicknames, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you are you are if you uh, enjoy listening to Sean talk, he is going to be talking all the time over at the I Got Your Five Stars podcast with his uh, his uh, partner Jeremy, and uh, they talk all about independent row wrestling here in the Wait, United I'm States. Wait, Jeremy? Uh, no, not anymore. <laughs> just uh, oh. just earlier I was for a second. So, uh, for a but, second. Uh, <laughs> But uh, we appreciate it. Where can folks find you online, Sean? For sure. Hey, appreciate you guys, man. Um, I, my Twitter, Instagram is the same thing. Uh, it's official SPO 502. Um, and then I'm on Facebook, Sean Patrick O'Brien, uh, spelled S-E-A-N. So you can find me there. There you go. Thanks so much for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Hell yeah. Thank, uh, you. Right, thank you guys. Appreciate y'all.